0: Hey fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home, right Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just $0.80 a square foot. 80 cents a square foot that's incredible that's three rooms of hardwood laminate or waterproof starting under 350 dollars at floors to your home and you can get it right now we have over 1200 styles in stock floors to your home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in indiana I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors your home. That's who.
1: What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey. John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody who wants to walk, do it now.
2: Hey everybody, we're all gonna get laid.
0: And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard, a pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I N D Y. Yes, sir.
3: John, uh, all Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah.
4: Wow. John. I have never been better. To be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so
3: many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
5: Hey, welcome in for a Larcity Bourbon Locks and Luna's Hill the Shots Thursday. Week number four the NFL is upon us officially later on tonight with the Lions and the Packers. And uh, we are set to go with our locks and our shots coming up later on this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Ale Emporium in Castleton is our location today, and we are set up with all the games. We are set up to get you a little bit of insight as far as the Rams are concerned. Remember the Rams coming in on Sunday, coming off of a short week where they had to obviously play in Cincinnati Monday night, and then they didn't bus back, but then they flew back to L.A., and then from Southern California, they are coming back here, and this is not your Super Bowl champion a couple of years ago type of Rams team. However, they still have some major components. Missing one in Cooper Cup, who will not play this weekend, but still some major components as far as that team is concerned. But we got the break for you starting with the Lions and the Packers coming up later on this evening on Amazon. And uh, we'll do our largely Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots for you. The news from the Colts practice today is that all signs point to both Ryan Kelly and Anthony Richardson being able to play coming up on Sunday. Again, without a major setback, which is something that you have to say because you you just simply don't know how this is all going to work out. But everybody that covers the Colts and practices says that outside of a setback, then both should be good to go coming up on Sunday. And then obviously the Colts 2-1 coming off that Ravens win in Baltimore last weekend. Get a good shot at the Rams and then the Titans. And if you've looked ahead at that schedule, it is workable. It is certainly doable right there. So we've got that to talk about today as well. A little bit of college football we'll work in on this afternoon. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live. And the Lounge, of course, brought to you by Schuler Spreadable Cheeses, Indy Spreadable Cheese. And, of course, the official sponsor, Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live with original sharp cheddar, bacon and cheddar, and pepper jack. That is Schuler Spreadable Cheeses. It is is a favorite for your party, your tailgate here in Indianapolis, and a proud sponsor of this show and the Lounge via YouTube Live. All right. Now, this is one that I don't quite get. I like him as a player. The whole Drew Holiday stuff, the big deal yesterday was um, Damian Lillard, right? Uh, The Holiday conversation, to me, doesn't fit. And you're going to say, well, wait a minute. You're suggesting Buddy Heald fits here, but Holiday doesn't. Well, with with Buddy Heald right now, you're not having to give up anything, right? You're not having to give up anything. And to bring in a 33-year-old, as has been rumored, and the Pacers evidently, according to Zach Lowe or some of those teams that are in the mix, I like his game a great deal. And I do think that he takes a major contender to the next level. But to me, the Pacers aren't that level of contender right now. That's kind of where I get off on that. I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, I'll give you more of my opinion on that in a second. And Evan Sider of Basketball News is going to join us and explain why the Pacers are among the Celtics and the Sixers and the Heat and others. And when you're talking about level, elite-level contenders, those are teams that I would circle. I just kind of don't understand the Pacers wanting to part with a lot For somebody that, much like Buddy Heald, could give you one more year and then bail and is in his early 30s and then bail. We'll talk to Evan Sider about that coming up here in just a little bit to see if he can make that make more sense. Now, I understand, you know, the connections of the past and Lauren Chaney and the fact that both brothers played here, too. And also, simply put, he is a really good player. I just don't know if this is the type of Pacer team so far that he would be taking to an elite level, whereas with other teams, I think you can easily see that. And I'm just talking about Eastern Conference teams. But again, with the Heat, you can see it. With the Celtics, you can see it. With the Sixers, you can see it. I just don't really see it. I guess I don't understand it a great deal. So I'm going to get Evan on here and he can explain it a little bit more in depth coming up in the next couple of minutes. But with us right now, he is getting fired up and ready to go. Week number four of the NFL season, our Larsity Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots. We've got a special guest coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, which I think you guys are going to love. It's our betting analyst Brent Halverson with us right now here at the Ale Emporium in Castleton. What a great spot to be. Absolutely. And another great week of football. The Colts have won two consecutive, so you get a lot of people excited. That's always a good thing. And your Packers play on Thursday night football. So I just don't know if we're going to rank those. That might be for you considering, you know, what we have seen recently, but crossing your fingers, maybe a good thing or a bad thing with the Packers tonight. What do you think? I'm looking forward to it because
6: I think, and we're going to have to wait till 90 minutes before mm-hmm. uh, uh, kickoff to get the uh, final word. Right but, on. Uh, I believe we're going to have Aaron Jones back tonight. Christian Watson going to make his debut this week. Uh, we've also got J.R. J. R. Alexander. We're still waiting to hear out on him, too. So we've got a little bit of uh, positive news, hopefully, coming with that. So I tell you, it's going to be a big, big game in Green yes. Bay. Uh, I was at the game last year when Detroit came in in week 18 to beat the Packers to take us out of the playoffs. And it made so, you sick. It made you sick. sick. And that was Aaron Rodgers' last game as a Packer. yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, looking forward to tonight's game. And I'll tell you, the Detroit squad, we've been talking about them for a while. They look good. But uh, I tell you, if we get some uh, activity tonight, I think Packers going to have a, a pretty, pretty fun game tonight. I,
5: I, I think about it from that standpoint. Uh, as I think Detroit is legit. I, I don't know if they're going to be as le- legit right now on a Thursday night as they're going to be, let's say, in two months or three months. And uh, they may end up outdistancing the Packers in the north. I just don't know if tonight is going to be that time where they make their mark.
6: Well, and I, I hope that it's not, John. To be honest <laughs> with you, I, uh, you know this is a battle for first place right? in the NFC North. So both teams sitting at two and one, and again uh, this will be the uh, uh, back-to-back weeks in Green Bay. Green Bay pulled one out last week. Uh, you know, it was just amazing to get that W. So. Looking forward to carrying a little momentum and, again, get some key players back. It's going to be a big, big key for tonight's game.
5: All right, so how did we do last week? Not very well. We didn't immediately jump on that, so I'm assuming our city Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots maybe didn't go that well. You went 9-7? and 9-7, I'll take it. I went 8-8. Eight and 8-8? Eight. Eight and eight? You got me, I'll got take
6: me on it. the edge there, my friend. I but, will uh, take it. What am I overall right now? You are at 23-22. and 23-22-3. Wow. Yes! I'll take it. Yeah, you're, you're you're right above 500 early. You know, Man. we always say the first uh, first three weeks tread lightly, but you've come out pretty good. How about just coming now, out
5: swinging a little bit right Now there. you turn on the
6: gas, right? And weeks four on, that's what we do. We make now some money. I
5: wouldn't know if I would say it quite that way because I'll probably fade, but out of the gate, I'm okay with it. Anything hey. stand out as far as we're staring at week number four? Besides, obviously, Rams and the Colts coming up on Sunday, which we'll talk about a little bit more in depth when Mike Chappell joins us coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. Anthony Richardson... More than likely back. It looks like, obviously, uh, Ryan Kelly going to be back, too. Colts get a big win on the road. Get the Rams coming up on Sunday. What other games on this schedule piques your interest? Well, I
6: think we've got to look at that uh, Miami Dolphin-Buffalo-Bill game, right? I, mean, I love it. Look at yeah. that. So, last week's Larceny lock, which uh, sitting at 2-1 now, was the Dolphins. Yes. They put up a 70-burger, right? 70-20, yeah. to 20 they beat Denver. So, that was uh, – they came out swinging. You know, that's going to be a, a one heck of a game. They're actually a three-point underdog, I believe, um, yeah, three point currently underdog. So against at Buffalo, I may have a-
5: to lock that up. I have a significant lock about that game, and I may have to lock that one up. I don't know if a lot of people are going to lock that up because that's a number where in yeah, Buffalo, tough but the way Miami has played, that's a tough game. I may game to lock have to up. lock that one up. That's, that's a bold call. John. I may have to give you some double lock power coming up oh, too. I got like some that. other locks like on that. here. I think this schedule to me. It's so much better than it was in week number 3. I don't know oh, why. Oh, I agree. It just I seems like that there's a lot more going on with this schedule than there was in week number 3. You know what's pretty odd? I've got um I'm
6: going to say well, maybe 50-40% of my picks are going to be underdogs this week too.
5: Yeah. A little yeah, bit I can, yeah. There. Well, I mean, and and there there are A couple of big numbers out there. Obviously, the 49ers at home against the Cardinals would be one. But last week across the board, it was nothing but big number after big number after big number. And those are a legitimate pain in the ass when you're trying to pick. I mean, they really
6: are. They're tough. I mean, again, yeah. that's why, you know, you see a lot of these games come down, close, close games. So, hey, that's why they play them. That's why we talk about them. We'll get over that in the 4 o'clock hour. We will uh, break them down. How
5: about and that? And also, we've got a guest coming up here, too. I don't know how many of you are on this, and I understand it completely, but we're going to put our guest on. Uh, we've got the Romanax in Rome. Uh, Rome, the side of the Ryder Cup. So we are going to go directly to Rome, Italy, coming up in the 4 o'clock hour quickly, because our friends, uh, the Romanacs, and Jim Romanac in particular, are going to be on the course in Rome at the Ryder Cup. They were there early this morning. I saw uh, pictures. They're there
6: today. They're there Saturday. They were at the uh, Elijah Craig Bar over there. They have an uh, Elijah
5: Craig bar. Oh yeah, Elijah Craig, the oh, official Christ? sponsor, right? the yeah. official sponsor
6: of Ryder Cup. So it just so happened to work out. These are the the brothers and uh, their lovely ladies have had this plan for several months. Yeah. Now with Jim coming on board, it kind of uh, connects some dots a little
5: bit. And uh, and Jim, you probably know Jim. Jim is is a signature uh, in this market. Oh, yeah. With what you do and and really what we do, going Absolutely. out to bars and restaurants and hanging out. And, and and Jim Romanek has been an absolute staple over the years. And y- you probably don't find too many people that don't know who Jim Romanek is. Oh, Jim and Mike
6: yeah. both. I mean... Uh,
5: yeah, Jim and Mike, too, right?
6: Identical twins, yeah. and they're identically awesome, right? They're just great people, and it's like, say, it's a, this is kind of an honor, right? This is a live look-in from yeah. the Ryder Cup. Yeah. So, when in Rome, they say, right? When in, in Rome, Rome the, Rome, Rome, the Especially
5: when, when the Romaneks are it's, in Rome. That's right. We'll do that right. coming right. up in just a second. Brent, sit tight on the Andy Morad Automotive Group Hotline for Basketball News. I'm going to lead off with Evan Sidery here. Evan, um, it, Thanks for joining us here. Uh, the big show, obviously, yesterday was that deal-wise with, with Damian Lillard, and that surprised a lot of people, him end up going to, to Milwaukee, and I'm sure it makes a lot of Bucks fans happy. Maybe not a lot of folks in Miami are happy, and certainly the Eastern Conference is probably taking a, a double take at that right now. But part of this was Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday is a terrific player, has been very good in Milwaukee, helping them get to where they ultimately have been, certainly in recent history. But he was a part of that deal. He's in Portland. Portland, as of right now, Evan, we know this. They are going from the ground up and going with youthful guards in Portland right now, which clearly makes him expendable. Why would people mention the Pacers having interest in holiday talented player. I love him to death, but to me, it doesn't make a great
7: deal of sense here. Help me out. Yeah, I agree with you, JV. Thanks again for having me on. It's always great to be on with you, but looking at this deal potentially for drew holiday, who, as you mentioned, was part of Damien Lillard trade now is important for the time being. I have a hard time seeing how Indiana can get this sort of thing done and why it makes sense because we just heard from Chad Buchanan a couple days ago at the Pacers, uh, event that they've hosted downtown. And he was talking to me and other media members saying that they don't want to make a rash big move and give up all their assets in a single swoop. And if you're trying to go for a Drew Holiday type player, a great defender, a great veteran at a twenty point per game score who'd fit well next to Tyrese Halliburton, you're probably giving up at least Andrew Nemhart in that deal. You're probably getting maybe Aaron Neesmith in that deal. Or if not one yeah. of those players, you're gonna all your assets three potentially two or three first round picks. Potentially tagged with Buddy Heal or TJ McConnell, one of those salaries to make it work there. That's a lot to ask for a team like Indiana because I know the expectations are next season, they're going to be a 40 to 45 win team. Drew Holiday would certainly put him in that top six tier, in my opinion, but he's 30, 32, could be 33 years old here soon. You'd sign him up to, I imagine, a long term extension soon after that. So I think you're kind of betting, you're going for Drew Holiday. I think it's kind of a bet that you're ready to win right now with Tyrese Halliburton. But I think if you envision a player like Andrew Nemhard, for example, John, he kind of reminds you a little bit of Drew Holiday, where he's a great defender, a good shooter, an improving passer as well. I think the Pacers might rather roll the dice here and keep Andrew Nemhard, develop him more, instead of getting up those assets for Drew Holiday. But I think if they were to get a Drew Holiday type of player in the building, they would certainly be a threat in the Eastern Conference.
5: Well, I I do too, but and I I really pointed this out before you came on. Evan Sidery of Basketball News joins us is that that this type of thing for Drew Holiday, it's gonna end up in Miami or Philly or maybe in Boston if we're just kind of zeroing in on the Eastern Conference. That's where it makes most sense. And while I believe the Pacers are going to be better, I picked them to be ten games better than they were a year ago, which would equate to twenty games better than they were two years ago, I just don't think they're going to be on the level in which it is necessary to do that. I think they have moves in them, and I think that they're going to execute some moves further down the road. This just isn't one I think they're going to do. And if I'm him, I want to go someplace as well that's got a great opportunity to win right now where the Pacers can win, just not at the level of the previous three Eastern Conference teams, Evan, that I mentioned.
7: Yeah, I agree with you, John. And when you see a team like Philadelphia, for example, that's, I think, going to be desperate to try to match Milwaukee here, and so will Miami in this scenario, where they kind of came out of nowhere and took Damian Loder away from Miami Heat, where the Milwaukee Bucks there. I imagine one of those two teams will get Drew Holiday in the end here. I think, realistically, the James Harden trade we've been talking about for months on end as well, with him potentially going to the Los Angeles Clippers, you could quickly make a three-team deal where Holiday goes to Philadelphia, Harden goes to the Clippers, and whatever assets they want from both sides can go to Philadelphia there. But I do think that Drew Holiday, as far as the timeline of this team, I think it's just a year away. And I think if you look at potentially the next summer, you have all your assets in toes. still, a lot of young players still. Maybe February at the trade deadline, if they're overachieving a little bit, if they're, let, let's say, a top five, top 16 Eastern Conference, and they're ready right at that point to push chips a little bit more, I could see it then. But until we see results, the first couple months of the season, until I, until we see a buddy healed trader, if they keep Buddy healed around, I kind of want to see what this group looks like because we've seen natural internal growth the last couple of years, and adding in Bruce Brown, adding in Ob Toppin, you're really helping out Tyrese and his biggest strengths on this on this team. And I think I kind of want to see that develop before they change up some pieces a little bit. I will say
5: this. And Evan Sidery of Basketball News joins us. Again, it's the Lark City Department. Locks, Luna, Azul, tequila shots Thursday. Castleton's our location at the legendary Ale Emporium. We look for you because the samples are being poured. If you can watch inside the lounge via YouTube Live as I speak right now. Um, And listen, I'm not trying to, to shortcut Drew Holiday whatsoever because the one thing that he would add in that backcourt is something that I've cried about over the years here recently, and that is defensively he automatically makes them so much better and takes them probably to a level in which they need to get to. I just take right now, it doesn't make a lot of sense from a timing standpoint, and I just don't think that's the deal. When they go a little bit bigger and decide to really get involved in making some deals, I just don't think that one looks to be the one... To me that they would try to execute, but he would automatically make their defense probably where they need to get certainly inside the top 20, maybe even, you know, more in there from a defensive standpoint on their perimeter. Just doesn't sound like a deal they're going to do, even if it doesn't improve the defense, which obviously it would.
7: I will say it from the positive standpoint of Drew Holiday. If you were to throw him into the mix into Indiana and they don't get much much assets in return there, let's say it's a Buddy Hield and TJ McConnell and a couple first round picks, you have a really really solid infrastructure defensively around Tyrese Halliburton. If you keep Andrew Nemhard, Bruce Brownie brought into the building as a free agent there, you also have obviously Miles Turner running the rim as your rim protector. You could really surround Tyrese Halliburton in multiple versatile lineups, including Juris Walker, their top pick in this past draft where you could have three or four elite defenders in the court around Tyrese Halliburton. And overnight, really, John, your defense is kind of fixed. I think top 20 is realistic for them. But I could really see if Drew Holiday came into the building and juris Walker, for example, was an instant impact kind of defender, they could be flirting with a top 10 defense. You throw in Drew Holiday in the mix there. And if you add in a top 10 defense or a potential one next to an elite offense that we've seen already in a big sample of so Tyrese Halliburton, This team could be really, really, really fun to watch. But like we mentioned, I think it's more about timelines not matching up here. Drew Holiday, let's say he was 27 years old instead of 32, John. I think it'd be a completely different conversation.
5: Yeah, Yeah, listen, I completely agree with you on that, too. All right, Evan Sider with us. Before I let you go, what is the latest you're thinking about regarding Buddy Heald here? I don't know if you've listened to me, but I do have an opinion. And you can kind of equate. I guess a little bit. Yeah. The situation to, you know, holiday and an expiring contract to that of Buddy Healed and you know being a veteran that guys listen to. But beyond that, with Buddy Healed, because I don't buy into the holiday thing, but with Buddy Healed, here's how it is for me. And this is for the short term future. I think If you improve defensively, if he goes someplace else, okay, I can agree. He's never going to be a good defender. We know that. But I think losing his three-point making and losing him as a threat on the floor to be observed and to tag wherever he is, I think that that is too much to lose and not enough to gain defensively. If you end up trading him or if he's not a short-term, more than just this past year type of fix, what say you?
7: Yeah, I don't really see the rush in, in tr- trying to move Buddy Heald here because with the way this roster is currently constructed, John, he, whether it's off the bench as a six-man or he's starting and playing, he's either way he's going to be playing around 30-plus minutes per game next year. And He's going to be playing a big role on this team, whether it's currently constructed. It's going to be, I-, I wouldn't say impossible, but pretty hard to try to re- replicate 15-plus points per game, 40% three-point shooter. Great guy to have in the locker room, too. Great friends, Tyrese Halliburton, from that camaraderie standpoint. I think it's more so they can wait till December or February, even around then, to see what they can do with Buddy Heald. And if he's he's still unhappy around then, maybe you pull a trigger around February. But I just think with the way his team is and what they're trying to do this year, they want to make the playoffs. They want to be a 40-45-plus to win team and really put themselves back on the map as a legitimate contender in the Eastern Conference. Letting Buddy Heald go and getting really not much in return, let's say, like, a protective first-round pick and a, and a player It's not going to be in a rotation. I don't really get that from Indiana's standpoint. And Chad Buchanan kind of mentioned it to us earlier this week when he mentioned Buddy Heald could play a big role for them. That they, they don't want to get rid of him. They, they, the talks are currently off as far as an extension goes, but they, they, I think they're just a little bit far off on as far as annual value and money goes because the Pacers still want Buddy Heald around long-term. I just think Buddy Heald wants a little bit more too, much too money than what they're asking for there, but if they can find solid ground I could see a two, three-year deal eventually happening there. I think it's going to be seeing how the next couple of months go, see how happy Buddy is off the bench. Because I just have a hard time seeing Benedict Mathurin being a six-man again this year. You have to prioritize his development a little bit. And Bruce Brown, it's signing him to that contract they did. So I think Buddy Hill could be your six-man. The question is, will he bind to that role? And if he does, I think he's going to play a really big role in this team.
5: 7 sided before I let you go, you, you mentioned what's the starting lineup going to look like and then the rotation. Is, is Matherin going to be in the starting lineup?
7: Yeah, it sounds like all indications are that it's going to be Benedict Matherin next to Tyrese Halliburton next season, and that's what should happen. I mean, I think it's long overdue. We saw it the last month of the season, the last six, seven games where they took Buddy Heald out of the starting lineup, let Matherin start. He, he kind of got his feet wet a little bit as far as getting starter heavy minutes, 35 plus minutes consistently. And I think for the long-term development of this team, that has to be the case next season. Where Matherin starts, you can have Bruce Brown next to him, you can have Jarris Walker, or it would be Toppin at the four, and then Miles Turner at the five. I think those are going to be your starters there. And then leading that bench unit, it could be Andrew Nemhard, Buddy Heald, Aaron Neesmith, Daniel Tice maybe as your backup center if none of those young guys of like Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson further develop. And when you look at those. Eight, eight, nine players, John, it's a legitimate rotation there of solid players where I think it surprisingly makes some noise. Sure. I think it's uh, a national view of this Pacers team. I think they're a, a, a little bit slept on a little bit too much, in my opinion.
5: To Evan Sidery of Basketball News, to update us regarding holiday and a possibility of Pacers' interest right there coming off of that major deal from yesterday. And, of course, uh, looking ahead at the Pacers, which the start of the season
7: is not too far away. Evan, what are you writing about before I let you go, brother? So I'm going to be actually starting my own Substack. I'm joining the crowd over at Substack. It's called SourcesSaid.Substack.com. My first piece in podcast, actually be dropping later today, about the Damian Lillard trade from all angles, from Portland's side, from Phoenix's side, why everybody did that deal, in Milwaukee especially. And I'm going to look ahead a little bit to certain teams like the Pacers and what they could do with Buddy Yield. The, the comments from earlier this week from Chad Buchanan as well. So i going to be writing about all that over at SourcesSaid.Substack.com. It's my new place I'll be writing now as well.
5: Evan, always a pleasure to talk with you, my friend. I appreciate you hopping on here quickly regarding this. Absolutely, Johnny. I appreciate it, man. Evan Sidery of Basketball News. I, I think we we're kind of on the same page with that. I, as a player, I absolutely love Drew Holiday. I do. Uh, he, he is fantastic on both ends. Uh, he is a guy that gets you where you need to go. Uh, he does. I mean, he is a guy that gets you to a championship. I just don't think this Pacer team is in the place right now that other teams are going to be in to go out and get him. And I mentioned the three in the Eastern Conference that to me make the most sense. Like him a great deal. I, I just don't really buy that there is that much interest out there. And I, I know what people say about, hey, you bring him in and he can tutor, whatever. <laughs> I mean, listen... Uh, Tybies Halliburton can tutor. I mean, you got enough dudes in there. It, it, that stuff at times is great, but at times it does wear you a little bit out. You know, he can be you know, a guy you can lean on and whatever. No, you bring him in if you're just about ready to challenge at the top of the East. And the Pacers, until further notice, may not be there yet, certainly aren't there yet. I'd be great if I'm wrong about it, but they're not there just yet. Like him as a player, it just doesn't make a lot of sense here to me. Brent Halverson rejoins our betting analysts. We're here at Ale Emporium. Got great food. There's no doubt about that. Legendary food. Legendary. We got samples flowing. We
6: got samples flowing. Yep. Uh, and you mentioned it, the legendary. Uh, I'm going to say some of the best wings you'll have, the Hermanaki wings, mm-hmm. if you've not been here before. Get the Hermanaki. either boneless or uh, bone-in. They're outstanding. Great Heaven Hill products here. Did you say bone-in? Bone-in. Awesome. Yeah, you
5: like the bone-in, don't you? I'm, I'm boneless. I I'm bon- <laughs> <laughs> well, have been for a long there's, time. There's so something no. for everybody, <laughs> Brent Office is going to rejoin in a second. Hey, we'll get an update from L.A. regarding the Rams coming into town on Sunday as well, but we're looking for you. The samples are flowing. Great food. The legendary Ale Emporium in Castleton. city Bourbon Locks. Lunas will tequila shots Thursday. Mike Chapel on the way. The Roman acts in Rome also coming up as well for
3: the ride with jmv and the beat goes on here yeah. and the beat goes on 93.5 and 107.5 the fan
5: ale emporium on Larsity bourbon locks and luna azul tequila shots week four afternoon a thursday our betting analyst brent holverson and me jmv cam the on-site engineer james back at the studio Going to Rome with the Romies. The Romanac clan is going to join us coming up at the bottom of the 4 o'clock hour. We don't talk too much golf here, but when the Romanacs are live from Rome, we'll get a Ryder Cup update from them coming up at the 4 o'clock hour as well. Our Larcity Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots for week number four coming up. Then, of course, Mike Chappell is going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline, he writes regarding the Rams for the A.P. Greg Beecham, who joins us now. Greg, let's start right here. So you get a short week coming off a Monday night loss, cross-country flights, all this kind of mixing in. How are the Rams and Sean McVay handling this week leading up to this week four matchup back here in Indy?
4: Hey, John. uh, I think they're handling it pretty well considering the way the last couple of weeks have gone. Haven't uh, been Stellar performances by the Rams in either game, but uh, back-to-back road games are a good opportunity to bond as a team, as you know, and uh, just get this, get some things together. And I think they have enough injury health that they can they can put a pretty solid team on the field. And uh, in general, you, you could be in a lot worse shape than they are right now in general.
5: And we know, too, the uh, situation with Cooper Cup, who will not play. However... Have some uh, dinged individuals on the offensive line. Let's start right there. How's this offensive line, you think, going to look as far as health is concerned on Sunday?
4: John, this offensive line uh, was a massive question mark going into this season, largely because they had a pretty poor offensive line last year that got injured a lot and did not protect Matthew Stafford to the point that he could even finish the season. And then they didn't really make any additions beyond Steve Avila, the, the, the guy they drafted from TCU, the second-round second pick. Avila. excuse me, I'm still getting used to that. But uh, they, they've, mm-hmm. got, they've got across the board, they've got an, an undrafted player at left tackle who, uh, who also got hurt last week in the game. They've got Avila at left guard. They've got an undrafted center. They've got Joe Noteboom at right guard, who also got injured, and who was signed to be their left tackle and is being paid like a left tackle. Only they don't play him at the left tackle because the undrafted Alaric Jackson beat him out. And then at right tackle, they've got Rob Havenstein, who's been the anchor on one of the two remaining St. Louis Rams. They, that was a big question going in, and they did so well against Seattle in Week One that people were like, "Oh, well, maybe, maybe they've got they're onto something here. They just needed help. They just needed another year of togetherness." And then the last two weeks, it hasn't been great. I mean, San Francisco is not, a, you know, a bellwether of, of whether you can block or not because they have some of the best. Players players in the game up front rushing the quarterback but then they didn't do very well against against uh cincinnati either who also has very talented players but it's starting to it's starting to already be a concern whether this line as constituted can actually protect matthew stafford and keep him in position to do what he does best and carve up some defenses and so india has a has a chance this week to uh, exploit that as a weakness on the rams offense and see what they can get from that and i would not be surprised if they do
5: it's Greg Beecham, AP writer for the Rams with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline Rams Colts Sunday week Four, one o'clock at Lucas Oil Stadium. So when you look at that, that win over Seattle, then you're talking about the, the two after that. Is that more of a story of just trying to deal with the opposing team's defensive line that at the beginning of all this
4: has been the big issue for this Rams team? I think that's exactly what it is. When we look at the schedule to start the season, we're like, they're going to need a break not to start 0-3, whether they are good or not, just because they're playing three pretty good teams. And the fact that Seattle is maybe not as good as people thought it, thought they were preseason, they they took advantage of that and they cashed it in. But then the last two weeks, they've played two really good teams and they've performed well against San Francisco. I wouldn't say they've performed as well against Cincinnati for, for various reasons, most of which not being able to keep you know, Matthew Stafford off his back. And, uh, you know, we don't know where they're at right now. This is going to be a great bellwether test of whether the Rams actually have, a, have the ability to play 500 football this season and get in the playoff race because if, if Indy takes care of them, then, you, you know, you're, you're questioning whether any of what they've got going is, is going to be sustainable in the long term. And your, your worst-case scenarios about the Rams going into this season when they let go of so many good players and just, just pass them out and, and let them walk in free agency or traded them just to get, take all their salary cap pain this year in hopes of like starting a new quote unquote next year, while building some depth in the organization by playing players who maybe wouldn't get playing time on a really good team this year, can come to fruition. So there they are real crossroads right here already in week four to see whether they can beat teams that are the likes of the Colts, who are another young team with a lot of with a lot of up and coming talent, but not necessarily trying to contend for a Super Bowl championship this year. Are they, where do they stand in this hierarchy? And and this this week is going to tell us a lot about the Rams.
5: Uh, you giving us a Rams update right here. Week four with the Rams and the Colts. Greg Beecham uh, of the AP covers the Rams on the Andy Morad and Mono Group line. Are they trying just to hold on before Cooper Cup gets back? Your thoughts on his return? I know he's going to wait at least four weeks, uh, which I think that'll end coming up this week, obviously. But are they just kind of waiting there? And then what have we seen offensively? With the fact that Cup has not started the season being active, how has that offense been
4: compared to what you thought it was going to be before the start of the season? John, there's no team that would not benefit from an infusion of Cooper Cup, who had one of the greatest seasons in NFL history in 2021. Having said that, you can make an argument that receiver is their strongest position group on this team. They have guys back there who have played and who can get it done uh, you start with You start with Van Jefferson, who is a veteran super Bowl champion, a steady guy not getting a lot of them. but then this year, the story of the offense has been the emergence of two young guys who one is a rookie, and one did not get much of a chance to play for his first two seasons because Sean McVay is a stubborn coach in a lot of ways, and that's that's Puka Nakua. Learn the name, spell it. uh he's, yeah. he's a rookie from BYU, I and
5: I'm, I've been practicing in the mirror for a while. I'm ready. Too. Yeah,
4: me too for three months now. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's an exceptional rookie out of BYU. A lot of talent, a lot of ball sense, a lot of smart. He's just. Just a productive receiver just one of those guys who's not going to blow you away with his speed but he's always in the right place he's always open he reminds a lot of us of cup he reminds us some of keenan allen in terms of his ability to get open constantly He's just a very talented guy, and Matthew Stafford already has a bond with him to the point you've seen the number of targets he's got already. It's absurd. Yeah. He's having one of the best seasons in NFL history for, for a rookie receiver, and as long as he stays healthy, there's no telling what he could do. I mean, he could, have, he could have ridiculous numbers if he and Stafford are together all year. And then the other one is Tutu Atwell from University of Louisville, who – uh, got drafted in the second round in uh, 2021 and then barely played for the Rams in the Super Bowl season, got injured right right after Sean McVay said he was disappointed in him. And then last year barely got to play until injuries basically forced Sean McVay to play him at the end of the season. He's one of the speediest guys on the team, maybe in, in, this, in this half of the NFL he burns up the field. He's a, he's a great deep threat. He's also a really tough player and it, it, with good ball sense and good hands. And the fact that he didn't get to show that last year, particularly when the Rams were struggling for consistency in the passing game, is really, and Sean McVay said it, he, he, he holds his hand up. He says I should have played him earlier. It's my fault. And the fact that he's really got to play a lot this year and has really performed just shows how much time they wasted with 2-2. So those three guys with, with Van Jefferson are, are an exceptional core of, of receivers that can get a lot done if Matthew Stafford, again, has the time to throw it behind that offensive line which is very questionable at best so that's that's where they're at in terms of the passing game and then the running game they've got Notre Dame's Kyron Williams in there and uh he's doing an exceptional job to the point where they they gave up on on Cam Akers who had been in Sean McVay's doghouse for the better part of the last two years and decided just to go with Kyron full time he's a durable tough back who's smart he all he does he lacks the maybe the explosiveness that you need as an NFL running back to really separate yourself. But he's working on that in terms of, like, explosive plays and knowing his blocks and knowing what to do. So, again, they've got the tools on this team. They've even got a good tight end, Tyler Higby, who uh, has an Achilles injury but is supposed to be okay to play. They've got all the tools. The question is all whether Matthew Stafford has the time to do it. And when he does, he's going to carve up some teams this year.
5: So Greg Beecham from the AP covers the Rams with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Um, Rush Yeast is, yokel, uh, yokel. is a local kid from Center Grove High School. We know him very well. How is he acclimating to the secondary of
4: that defense in L.A.? He's one of the bright spots and one of the good stories of the season so far. They let their two starting safeties from last year walk and uh, just basically let them leave, decided they were too expensive, and decided to go with Russ as one of the uh, starting safeties. And he barely played last year, as you know, you know got, got a bit of a chance. But yeah. the defensive coaching staff, in particular Raheem Morris, was very trustworthy in him and saying, this is a guy who has outperformed his draft position. We think he can perform at, on, on Sundays for us at a, at a major level. And so far he's done it. I mean, he's playing on a defense that lost a ton of talent, and he's you know having to pick things up on the fly. They even, they even brought in John Johnson, who was a veteran, you know, safety, played on the Rams' first Super Bowl team under McVay, and then went to Cleveland for two years and played out of position and didn't do quite as well. They brought him in, and when, he, when they did that, we thought maybe they're blinking. Maybe they're saying we don't trust Jordan Fuller and Rush East quite to the point that we, we're, we're saying right now. And the fact is, like, Russ has held his position, and he's, he's clearly still a key part of the defense, a guy they're going to rely on going forward. And so it's, it's really cool to see because he's a great guy. We love talking to him. And uh, his teammates love him. And uh, it's really cool to see a guy come up from a position where he got drafted and put himself in a position like this to really make an impact. So it's good for Russ. Yeah,
5: he was a a fantastic player for a friend of mine, Eric Moore, at Center Grove High School. And um, it is really cool to see how he has has elevated, Greg, his game now to the NFL level. You mentioned Raheem Morris, his defensive coordinator, liking him. What's the signature reason as of right now – Morris feels a great deal of comfort and confidence in Russ Yeast in that secondary.
4: Russ Yeast plays smarter than his experience. I think is the thing that, that uh, Raheem keeps coming back to. He, he knows the game in a way that you can teach, but it, it's there's an element of instinct there that you can't always teach everything, as you know, for, particularly in the position that Russ plays back there. Uh, Rahima said repeatedly that, that, that Russ is a hard worker, a hard studier, and somebody who wants to get better, and somebody who's really striving to master the game at the next level. And at the point where the Rams' defense is right now, where they're rebuilding, they're trying to get depth in the organization, they're trying to get guys who can build up the, the core of the team, because the Rams have been traditionally a top-heavy team under Sean McVay and Les Snead, as you know. You know they never met a superstar they didn't like. They never met a salary cap they couldn't bend like Jell-O and they always go out and get somebody. And, and at this point, they've decided, okay, it's not that this has failed. It's that we're at a point where the, pay, the way we would have to extend ourselves would be ridiculous. So what we decided to do was get rid of everybody except for three guys who cost a lot of money this year, and we're going to rebuild it yeah. and try to come back in 2024 strong. And part of that philosophy, even having a chance to work, is finding guys like Rush Yeast who can play beyond their experience and who can contribute immediately because you can't just – tank with Aaron Donald on your team. You can't just tank with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup on your team. You have to put a team out there that's competing and trying to win. And while they have one of the youngest teams in the NFL with Indy, they are also trying to win and a big factor in that is guys like Russ Geese, guys like Ernest Jones, guys like Bobby Brown who are stepping in there and contributing at a level where they may not have been ready to in the past and it's been fun to watch so far.
5: It's uh, Greg Beecham right there, the AP. He is a writer and covers the Rams, getting you updated on a lot of things. And, of course, even the local interests as far as uh, Rush East is concerned in that secondary of the Rams. Rams and Colts coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock, week four of the NFL. Hey, Greg, man, I appreciate you hopping on here. Safe travels to get back here into the Midwest and to Indy on Sunday and enjoy the game, man. Thank you very much.
4: Appreciate it, John. Thanks for having me on.
5: So Greg Beecham right there. I, I skipped the Aaron Donald because I did want to get into the Russ yeast part of it, too, because of the uh, local flavor and that secondary from Center Grove and uh, what he brings to the table coming up on Sunday. Ale Emporium Larceny Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. If you're watching via YouTube Live, brought to you by Win Winshuler Spreadable Cheese, as you can see that the samples indeed are flowing. Brent Halverson rejoins on the other side. We're going to give our week four selections coming up in the four o'clock hour. Romy's from Rome, Mike Chappell, and a lot more. Your chance to win. Bullseyeeventgroup.com passes, and I'll tell you once again exactly how you can win some Morgan Wallen concert tickets. He's going to open up his tour in April at Lucas Oil Stadium. Your chance to win is right here. I'll tell you how coming up on the other side. Inside the lounge via YouTube live, the stream, the app, HD Radio at 93.5 and 107 by The Fan.
8: Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kisimta Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kisimta And check out the details at kisimta.com Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
10: The
3: Ride with JMV. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. 935 and 1075, the fan.
5: If you're watching via YouTube Live, inside the lounge, brought to you by Win Schuler Spreadable Cheeses, sweeping the state of Indiana with cheese spread. Cheese spread in fact of the gods right here. When Shuler's finding at Kroger and at Meyer, you can see our friend Brent Halverson, betting analyst. I'm JMV. Greg Beecham was really good. Update on the Rams and a lot of insight on Rush Yeast, the kid here locally from Center Grove High School. And a little bit earlier, Evan Sidery, because there's a smidge of basketball news. Now, a lot of this is just speculation, but Evan was talking about some possible, I don't buy it. I don't think it's necessary. I sure as hell don't think it's going to happen, even though I like the player that is Drew Holiday. But we talked about the fact that should the Pacers have interest? And you could tell me that at JMV 1070 via X, the formerly known as Twitter social media platform. Should the Pacers have interest? Does it make more sense to you and Drew Holiday than it does to me? At JMV 1070. Jimmy's giving me the thumbs up. Is your mom listening right now, too, Jimmy? I love your mom. Your mom is awesome. Love it. Jimmy's entire family is awesome, by the way, too. All right. Larcy Bourbon Locks, Luna's oil tequila shots with Brent Halverson, our betting analyst. A couple of minutes before the break here, what do we got? Top of the hour. What well, we you thinking?
6: mentioned this uh, Schuller spreadable cheese, yes. right? And that, that stuff is so awesome. I, I can't wait to get awesome. some back. However, I'm looking forward to spreading some cheese tonight on those Lions, right? Uh, Green Bay, Detroit, live from Lambo yeah. Field. Aaron Jones back, it looks like. I'm just seeing Christian Watson back for the first time this year. And Jair Alexander looks like he's going to play, too. So that, that is huge news for the Packers. Now, we got a few other guys out, John. But, you know, there's nothing. Thursday night football, yeah. right? Again, we talk about the NFL season. You know, this is a kid at Christmas, you know, for me. I mean, I'm just looking forward to tonight's game. Got that Detroit Lions squad. They're both uh, playing for first place. Tommy Sutton's uh, Minnesota Vikings
5: did not. Uh Are they 0-3, Tommy? Yes. Was I just drunk when that happened? (laughs) He thumbs down. (laughs) You know, what's funny. They're a good team. They just can't win. (laughs) I don't understand. I tell you what, they they put up some points, too. They they do put up some points. Justin Jefferson, probably the best
6: receiver in the NFL. Cousins still, you know, he still has it. They just, just, for whatever reason, they haven't put it together yet this year. But they're playing against Sunday. We'll talk about it at 4 o'clock. Get it going.
5: Kind of reminds me of my Reds a little bit. Man, they can play well in spurts, and then they can really let you down. In a major way. It's been happening since 1990, really, John. We haven't had a thing to oh cheer about God. since we swept the A's in the World Series. Wire, in 90. wire to wire. Yeah. That's going to give me a sports arousal right here if we start talking about wire to wire <laughs> or the big red machine. Because really, there has... I will say this about this season with the Reds. I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. Yeah. It's just too bad they've had... Like you look at last weekend against the Pirates, a couple of opportunities, one with nine run, a nine-run advantage where you could have had things work out completely different. Oh, yeah, Isn't absolutely. It? Absolutely. Cubs fans aren't loving it either, are you, Jimmy? Not really right now. Brett and me, JMV, rejoin on the other side. Week 4, the Bourbon Locks, will Tequila Shots, the legendary Ale Emporium in Castleton. We would love to see you. We're going Hermanaki on this Thursday edition. 93.5, 107.5, The
8: Fan.
10: the
3: ride with jmv
11: collect them trade them or just enjoy them
3: 93.5 and 107.5 the fan
5: ale emporium in castleton man i'm looking for you actually we're all looking for you today we have great food cam's over here bobbing his head to rage against the machine james back in the studio thinking you know what rage against the machine's just not hard enough where's my lamb of god (laughs) i'm john and Enjoying it all, taking it all in. We've got Brent Halverson, our betting analyst. Hour number two, bottom of the hour. The Romies in Rome. An update at the Ryder Cup in Rome, Italy. Real time with the Romanek family coming up (laughs) here at the bottom of the hour. Wait, are they going to be sober? Well, we're hoping
6: so. And there's a little bit of time difference over there. But, uh, you know, they're pretty excited to be able to share the experience so far. So It's going to
5: be uh, about 10 o'clock, I think, it's when they call in, Yeah, It's going to be, in, right? yeah. I, been, I don't uh, know if a 10 o'clock's ever seen Jim Romanek when he's not been in the bag. Well, I
6: wonder if they're not. They're, they do this <laughs> thing where they don't drink during the week. So I don't wonder if that carries well, over do on they vacation. Really? Oh, yeah. they I only drink on the of this. Oh, yeah. Some new little policy. I'm like, well,
5: (laughs) I I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. Our city Bourbon locks, Luna is doing tequila shots coming up week number four inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Brought to you by Schuler, Spreadable Cheese as you guys get some conversation going in there. And I'll join you in just a second. Greg Beecham joined us from the AP, talked about the Rams. That match up with the Colts on Sunday. Evan Sidery, basketball news regarding the deal yesterday and how maybe it could affect... The Pacers and some interest in Drew Holiday. Talked about that with Evan Sodery. Podcast 1075thefan.com. Brent Halverson rejoins us now. Sean, who runs things here, the general manager at Ale Emporium here in Castleton. Sean, Hello. welcome to the show. How
1: Actually, you doing? I don't, I don't want to call myself the general yeah. manager. I'm just one of the managers. You're the general manager. not here. Ooh, the general it take, manager. It takes
6: a lot of them to make this big yeah.
5: final machine yes. run, and, and he's definitely the one of Associate but... general manager. Not even, not even quite that. How about <laughs> almost the associate general? Yeah, well, we, <laughs> we, we could go with that one. That yeah, there one's we out. go. All right, hey, tell me—we we talk about the Hermanaki wings all the time. Again, uh, it's legendary, like the place is right here. What else are we talking about on this menu?
1: Uh well, you know, we're about ready to uh, put out a new menu. Are we're you adding, really? Uh, some different items to it. What do you got? What uh, are you we're going to bring in a uh, kind of more of a, a Greek style mm-hmm. salad. Um, I think we're bringing back Hermanaki pasta. Oh, which wow. was really holy good. crap! Yeah. Really, I know. That can you bring it, that
5: back? Can you make that for me tonight?
1: Oh, we probably we've got the stuff. Oh my little little
5: God! Little sneak peek. It's, it's an
1: Alfredo, uh, basically a fettuccine Alfredo with like hermanaki chicken on top. Uh, yeah, you can put hermanaki on ice cream. And it's delicious, the bomb. There's you know? no doubt. Yeah, you man. can't beat hermanaki on anything. Have,
5: yeah. Have people ever tried to to get the hermanaki recipe from you guys? I know that people have tried to copy it. Yes,
1: <laughs> I know. Do with,
5: they fail miserably? Of course. <laughs> Herman created it. And what, it's, what's, it's, the, it's, yeah. uh,
1: what's the phrase? Often imitated, but never duplicated. That's right. That's yeah. right, Sean. What a, that's well done right
5: there. A uh, pasta, though.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. What about, uh, I mean, this place? And it's pretty cool, John. Like, I've been coming here for many, many years. Mark Luris, uh, one of the greatest of all time. Scott Bond kind of took over, and they yep. started expanding. There's a new little... Edition around the corner that's coming up here, is that right? I wouldn't call it a new little edition. I w- little take, let's take a <laughs> little off of that for sure. I, I
1: know the location right next door looks small from the outside, but once you step inside, we're just about going to double the space.
6: It's, and it's amazing, too, because I, I used to come here when it was just the, just the side room right mm-hmm. here, just the main room, right? And we came here, and they had the big box TVs, and, and Mark would always put on Packer games for me with sound, so it was great. Then he expanded into this, and how many TVs are in here right now? I believe we have 87, 87
1: TV last time I counted pretty close to 87 and doubling in size with the new edition that's yeah. going to be open. How, how when is that going to be open up? Uh, you know, we were pushing for before the holidays. Yeah. Um, certain things have happened that have pushed that back. Always something. Like uh, and now that we're coming into the holidays and then obviously into March Madness immediately after that. It's probably going to be pushed probably closer to next spring. Focus on that. We've started some work next door to prepare like soundproofing for the the rug store that's on the other side. Um, but beyond that, we're probably looking at the, at the spring. That's wild. how that opens up. Just think, love it. Think about it, John. This entire strip right here, right? And this is going to be the, all the Yale Emporium here yeah, before Eventually, too we'll just take over the whole thing. Take
6: over the rug shop <laughs> and everything else that's down there. We can, Discount put, the, mobs. We can put
1: the Vogue out of business. <laughs> and do well, concerts. Right there. And, uh, yeah. We love it. No, we love it, man.
5: store. Well, no. Sean, thank you for having us yeah. today. You want to do some uh, picks on a large city bourbon shots? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I can
1: sit here for a minute all right all right we can right. sit here for
5: a minute let's Wait, do it let's do hey, it Hey, let's go ahead and cue the band back in the studio james our week four City bourbon locks luna zero to kill the shot starts tonight amazon tv's gotcha two and a half point favorites detroit on the road at lambeau are you kidding me i think we're gonna see a rejuvenated as brent holverson suggested packer team effort in lambeau i'm gonna go ahead and take that plus two and a half and give me the packers at home tonight
6: God, I love hearing you say that, John. You know what? This is going to be a true test right here. Again, We've talked a lot about this Lions team. Both teams sitting at 2-1. and one. Yeah. Green Bay has been at, without Aaron Jones for the last two weeks. They have not seen Christian Watson on the field yet this year. Looking like they're both going to play. We do have a, – a, a Cam just gave us some breaking news. Bakhtari is on yeah. the IR. We knew he was going to be out today. But uh, you know what? I think uh, with that comeback win last week, Jordan Love at home, second game at home. Packers have this great home record. I know we, we – we, we, Kind of had a couple quarterbacks that have gotten us through a lot of those yes. things. Jordan Love is that guy. He's for real. Give me the Packers plus two and a half to go out and win outright tonight, Sean, John. Sean, talk
5: to me.
1: Well, you know, Brent, I see that you got the Packers shirt on, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with the Detroit Lions since, well, hometown team for me. I was born in Detroit, so I'll have to go with it. Hey, I have love you ever it. heard me
5: talk about the state of Michigan?
1: No, I don't think. I'm not a am not. A you know, I fan. usually catch you on Saturday mornings on I won't. <laughs>
5: The, oh, Pat's when I'm doing home and sure. garden? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't rip the state of Michigan on home and garden <laughs> because you guys grow some weed up there. I'd be down with that. <laughs> Real state. Uh, I'm, I'm down with that part of Michigan, just not the rest of it. All right, let's go to our game number two, week four. city Bourbon Locks, Lunasville tequila shots. Over in London, the first back-to-backs for the Jaguars, three-point favorites against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Falcons kind of got a dose of reality last week. However, Jacksonville has been among among the most disappointing teams of the NFL to this point, And then recently, look it up. They haven't been very good in London whatsoever. They're home away from home. However, I believe this is going to be a situation where they get back on track. Lay that three, Brent Halverson, and give me the Jaguars in London on Sunday morning. Yeah, you said
6: home away from home. They really are. It's pretty wild watching they, them play They, they struggled the
5: there here recently. They though. have,
6: but yeah. they got that home, home field advantage almost, right? Mm-hmm. You get a lot of Jaguar fans over there. I'm still looking for Jacksonville to do something, you know. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game. Line on, it's three. I'm going to go ahead and say Jaguars 24-20. That means they cover the three. I'll take the Jags, lay the three. Michigan,
1: Sean. Uh, well, you know, I, I think it's interesting that the NFL seems to be trying to expand their market a little bit Got more. They make more money. Increasing it's more. kind of what their you're lives. doing in this
5: plaza right here, too. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> I'm kind of like the A1 point in the NFL. Exactly. Looking to grow. Um, as far as... Yeah, I'll go with Jacksonville. Jacksonville? There you go. Right.
5: Take it. All right. T- here's what's up next here. How about Buffalo and Miami? Miami has been incredible. Put up 7-0 at home against the Broncos last week. Buffalo has been at least a start. They haven't been as good as I thought they were going to be, but I think this is when they shine. Three-point favorites. This is dangerous because Miami has been so good, but Buffalo at home as the favorite, I'm gonna go ahead and lock this thing up too. My Larceny Bourbon Lock of the Week is Buffalo lay the three, and they're going to give Miami what Denver would like to give Miami coming off of last week. Buffalo lay the three, give me the Bills, Brent Holverson. Wow, and lock, lock it, up, it up too. I
6: like that. Lock it's that bold. son
5: of a gun up. It's isn't strong enough for me for lock
6: it up, John. But look at
5: Cam's moving around all over here, all nervous, thinking I'm wrong with this. Lock it
6: up. I like it. I like it because I like the Bills as well. And, and you know it's wild? I mean, you see that 70 burger put up by Miami last week. Everybody's going to be betting on Miami thinking they're going to score the same amount again. It's not going to happen that easy. At Buffalo Bills defense is pretty strong. I think you're right. Josh Allen at home. Line is three in Buffalo. You've got to think. Those line makers know what they're doing out there. I'm going to take Buffalo. I think
1: they win by a touchdown. Uh, give me the Bills. Lay the three. Buffalo or Miami, Sean? Oh, I don't know. What are the chances we can get Doug Flutie to come out of retirement? Slim and
5: numb. <laughs> he's doing those Neutrogenics commercials.
1: Well, I think I'll still go with Buffalo. No, all right, all he's, right. He's
5: cranking it up in those Neutrogenics commercials right there. Uh, Life's the bourbon locks, to zero the shots. Shout out to Tommy S. Yes over here. The zero on the season Vikings, his Vikings on the road at Carolina. Uh, Minnesota, actually four-point favorites on the road. Lay it. Give me the Vikings for Tommy S., yes. To score their first win of the season on the road in Charlotte Sunday.
6: Well, I'm going to be the first to say I absolutely love Tom Sutton. But that's not going to help my pick this week because I tell you what, this biking squad, I can't figure them out. They're good. They got the greatest receiver in the NFL right now in Justin Jefferson and Addison. I mean, they got the whole whole yeah, real deal, right? They got it all. They just can't put it together. And those Carolina Panthers, you see what the, uh, the Red Rocket came back last week, bringing them to that game. I tell you what, Carolina wins this one outright, 24-23. I'll
1: take the Panthers plus four. Sean
6: from Michigan.
1: I don't know. I think Minnesota's hungry for a win. Uh, I do, too. i have to take them. Like,
5: like our guy Tommy S. Yes over there. Hungry for a win. Hungry for a win. That's <laughs> right. Broncos and Bears. All right, so the Broncos gave up 70 last week. They're on the road in Chicago. Uh, maybe the worst team, if not the worst team of the NFL. They are at last check three-and-a-half-point favorites. It's weird. I, I think what's going to happen here is the Broncos are going to – bounce back, I guess, with a crappy team, which is what they need. Lay that three and a half and give me the Broncos on the road in Chicago this weekend, Brent. You know,
6: again, this is tough for me because I do not like the Bears whatsoever. Yeah. And they are just horrible. They look bad. I thought they were going to come out do a little bit more last week, getting Fields involved in the run game. They still got to get him more involved. That's where he shines and excels. But they're in Chicago. Denver is Denver. They're, they're just not jiving yet. I'm going to take the points. Give me uh, the, the Chicago Bears plus three and a half to get the cover at home. Denver wins the game 24 23, but the Bears cover.
5: Sean grew up near Ypsilanti, Michigan. Go ahead. Well, just making know, that up. I'm not sure if you did or not.
1: Chicago's just not looking all
5: that good this year <laughs> so no, far. Not at
1: all. You know, they're they're bound to win at least one, but I don't think it's going to be against Denver. I think Denver's going to take it. There you go.
5: All right. So the Colts and the Ravens that lost last week in dramatic fashion in overtime. Matt Gay, who was on the show yesterday, four count them, four of five, 50 plus, including the 53 year old game winner, Ravens going on the road to Cleveland. This is a big game. Early season. AFC North coming up on Sunday. Browns coming off a win as well. Here's what I like. Ronnie Stanley is back along that offensive line, and that's been an absolute mess. A lot of injuries in Baltimore last week, and certainly Stanley did not play. So the Browns Three-point favorites at home. Give me that plus three. I'm going to take the Ravens on the road to get back on the winning track, Brent Halverson.
6: Yeah, I like that. Call with you, John. Give me the Ravens plus three. I think it's going to be a good game. But I think Baltimore, again, they still have – they, they've yet to unleash the Hounds, right? I think this is going to happen this week. I the, think hounds the, <laughs> the Hounds have been injured. The Hounds have been at the vet. That, you know, that's, it's all in the NFL, <laughs> yeah. too. The injury bugs yeah. are really hitting. So, But yeah, I'm going to join you. Give me Baltimore. I'll take the uh, plus three points, and uh, we'll go
5: from there. Jackson, Michigan's own Sean from the Ale Porn. What do you got?
1: You know, uh, after, the, after that sad loss yeah. for Baltimore last, right. last week. For them, yes. They, in the... Uh, Closing minutes of the of the overtime. Uh, I think that they're pretty hungry for a win this week. I think that they'll go to Cleveland and take it.
5: How about Houston, man? And, and C.J. Stroud, say what you want. This guy is going to be beyond legit. Big numbers in Jacksonville last weekend. Houston gets their first win of the season at home against the Steelers. The Steelers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The secondary is banged up for Houston. Give me Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. Can you do a little bit of something offensively for me with my fantasy team? Hopefully so. I'm going to lay that two and a half. Take the Steelers on the road. I think the Texans are going to be up and down, but Stroud is beyond impressive, Brent Halverson.
6: Yeah, you know, I I, tell you, I, I think. I mean, I like this Houston, their grit, right? Yeah, There's
5: crap around him Tank right Del, now. He and Nico Collins is it. That's it. Nick
6: Tank Dell. Tank yeah. Dell, who's, who's a, a great fantasy Tank pick out. Yes, go ahead. You yes. know, and I actually forgot to, uh, before we move on, I did forget my uh, Lunazul shot yeah. of the week. That's up in Miami, that Miami game. And that's our boy, uh, Devon A-Chan. Devon A-Chan, running yeah, back. Yeah, it used who to be
5: a until this week, and
6: now it's a Now A-chan. it's a You've got to say it properly, right? You're, you're getting right? with so the times. I'm i like with that. the times, yeah. man. But, hey, let's get back to this, uh, where are we at. Uh, we're on the Steeler and Texan yeah. game. I like Houston. I like Stroud a lot. I think Houston's actually going to make this a really close game. I still haven't seen a whole lot out of Pittsburgh that really makes me think they're going to go in there and make it easy. Uh, I think Pittsburgh might win the game 20-19, to 19, but you're giving me two and a half points I'd always buy that half point, make it three. I'll take the Houston Texans to get the cover.
1: Steelers, Texans, Sean. You know, from what I've seen of both the Houston Texans and the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, I think this game's almost kind of a coin toss. You know, heads, I'll take the Steelers. Yeah. Tails, I'll go with the Texans. So I'll flip a coin real quick. You did? Looks like it's heads. I guess I'm going with Pittsburgh. I <laughs> like it right there.
5: Last Latter- <laughs> year, Locks, perfect locks, the kill tequila shots. Week four, Buccaneers. And the Saints, the Saints are going to be, I'm assuming, right, right now with Jameis Winston? Yes. Uh, as their starter. Yep. Jameis Winston. You know what's, what's, what's interesting about that is I still think they're going to have enough here. I've not been a believer in the Buccaneers. I think that kind of came to light against the Eagles last week at home in Tampa. So I'm going to lay that three and a half. Give me the Saints at home in an NFC South matchup with the Buccaneers. Brent. Yeah, you know, this is a tough
6: one, I, I, and I feel bad going against you. kind of been on a little hot streak here, John. I'm, I'm very hot. I'm going against you on this one. though. I think Tampa Bay, and again, it's going to be a club. I think it's a field goal game one way or another. But I'm going to get that extra half point, uh, uh, taking the underdog, I'm going to take uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus three and a half to get the cover.
5: Sean is not from Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think I'll I'm think i sorry, Tim. dude, I'm messing you oh, up. Oh, that's all, all right, <laughs>
1: I'll go Tampa Bay all the way, baby. Tampa Bay. All right. All
5: right the commanders and the Eagles. Uh, I'm telling you, I got this vision. I've got this vision of Sam Howell just having the worst weekend of all time. Cam, do you, you get where I'm on here? I, I just got this vision of Sam Howell having a really bad weekend. Um, the Eagles, they're still not playing their best ball. Eight-point favorites at home against the Commanders. Lay it, as I used to say back in the 1990s. It never quite got done. Lay the eight and take the Eagles at home against the Commanders. Brent Holverson. Hey, can I ask
6: you real quick, yeah. John, was your vision, that your vision that you have, wasn't that last week? Did you see him throw four picks last week? Was that your vision? I believe that was like week one.
5: I think it's over. My vision's over now. Your vision's
6: yeah. over. Coming back. Yes. I'm with you on that pick, though, and I'm strong on My this peyote. Game. On peyote. Well, Hey, <laughs> all right. Anyway, so uh, I will take. I, I like the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles to win this one by two touchdowns. And, and just like last week, you know, Miami was yep. the larceny lock of the week and they put up a 70 burger, win 70 to 20. I don't think Philly's going to put up 70, but I think they win
1: by two touchdowns. Plus my larceny lock of the week, Philadelphia Eagles what, lay the eight. What do you got, Sean? Oh, I think Philadelphia is uh, coming off their Super Bowl loss last year. I think that they're uh, they're really trying to get back hard this year and. I'm gonna go with the, with the Eagles.
5: All right, I'm kind of torn on this one right here. Torn between two teams, kind of feeling like a fool. That's a seventy song right there on our Larceny Bourbon Locks. Lunas will take the shots. The Bengals, I think, are gonna get better offensively. Uh, still, the the calf situation with Joe Burrow was a concern. But late in that game against the Rams on Monday night, their offense started clicking better than it has. Tennessee, normally I would take it home because I think they're just gritty and gutty in that fashion. Not here. And I see right now two-point favorites of the Bengals lay the two. giving me Cincy on the road in Nashville. Brandon, by the way, coming up after this week in Indy, the Tennessee Titans, everybody. That's right. So, yeah. Line and wait could be Colts. Speak. Both these
6: teams have not looked good. I mean, we're, we're waiting to see what's going to happen with Cincinnati. You're waiting for Burrow to kind of get out there and expand. He's practiced all week, so that's got to be a positive thing for the first time. Uh, you know, that Tennessee squad, they just can't score any points. I mean, I love the under in this game. I, actually, if I'm going to bet it with something, give me the under. But I'm going to join you. all take Cincinnati. Lay the two on the road to go in and get the win. They win 23-19.
5: Hey, Sean, we like Teddy Pendergrass in this place right now. We dim the lights or what do we do here? We dim yeah, the we're lights.
1: Just, we're, we got to start preparing for that. We got to bring the <laughs> ambiance, you know, the mood for after war. The, 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 mood. Mood. the mood is officially underway as we dim the <laughs> lights. What do you got, buddy? Oh, I'll go with Cincinnati on the road. I think they've got a pretty good shot.
5: Pretty good shot, according to Sean. Raiders, kind of like Luna Zool, right? Raiders and Chargers. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to get into the Chandler Jones stuff. If you guys have seen... The tweets and the videos today, um, somebody needs to intervene on this. I don't think there's any question whether it's one of his brothers, somebody in his family, teammate, friend, the NFLPA, something. If you haven't seen him on Twitter today and the video regarding Josh McDaniels and Aaron Hernandez and, and what he's saying about it, it's a bad situation. However... He's not participating. Raiders and Chargers on the road in L.A. The Chargers are always willing to disappoint. This is a big number for a team that likes to disappoint like that. I just think ultimately their offense is going to be too good. Their defense can't stop anybody. Lay that five-and-a-half-point favorite that the Chargers are and give me L.A. at home, Brent. I like that too, John. I mean, if you
6: look at these teams, excuse me, both sitting at one and two, Chargers have put up uh, twice as many points in three games. They're at 86 to 45 for the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders can hold up with them. I think that You're right. The Chargers' high-power offense, I think they're going to come out. Uh, give me the Chargers, lay the five-and-a-half, get the win at home. Sean!
5: No, I'll take the points, and I'll have to go with the Raiders on the road. What an embarrassing performance for America's so-called team last weekend in Arizona. Shout-out to Jonathan Gannon for getting that first win, too. Uh, we'll get to the Cardinals coming up in the next pick, but the Cowboys back at home. Six-and-a-half-point favorite against the Patriots. And I don't know if it's going to come down to Mac Jones, maybe, I don't know, kneeing somebody in the nuts or something like that, which I guess he's doing right now, right? Will it be a little dirty as a player, as a quarterback, right? Whatever the case, Patriots don't have a chance. Cowboys are going to come out from start to finish and play big. Lay that six and a half. Give me the Cowboys at home. You got to think they're going to come back after that
6: uh, humiliating loss last week to the Cardinals, like you mentioned. Dallas at home, and the numbers actually moved. It opened up at eight, and it's down to six and a half, so there's some money on Belichick's Patriots. I don't think they can do it. I think it's going to be closer than everybody thinks, but they still get the cover. Give me Dallas, lay the six and
1: a half. Sean, talk to me. Well, I don't think that the uh, New England Patriots have it quite this
5: year, and I'm going to have to go with America's team at home. Josh Dobbs can't. Get his own jersey in the Cardinals gift shop earlier this week. Got his <laughs> first win in the Cardinal uniform. Cardinals first win for their rookie head coach, Jonathan Gannon, this past weekend over Dallas. Impressive. That number's big. In San Francisco, Levi Stadium, 14-point underdogs. And I know that all signs point to San Fran because of how good they have been. Arguably the best team in the NFL but I'm going to take that 14 and give me the Cardinals because honestly, they haven't been playing that bad. And we saw that against Dallas last weekend. So give me that 14 and I'm going to take the Cardinals on the road. I don't know why. Maybe it's the drunken state. I don't know. It's but that, I'm going to take the Cardinals. It's called
6: that big fat number, John. I and mean, then you get the 14 points. Big, That's dude. a big number yeah. because you got backdoor covers. And, and not the backdoor you're thinking of, John, but it, you got backdoor covers <laughs> that happen all the time in the NFL. And, you know, if you look at the Cardinals have put up 72 points with the number 12 high-scored team in the NFL, and you've got uh, San Fran's at number three. San Fran is well-rounded all the way around. But, again, I like that backdoor cover. I'm going to take the Cardinals with you, plus 14.
5: Sean!
1: Well, I'm going to have to go against both of you guys. I don't know if 14 points is enough. I think that San Francisco is going to score even more at home. I'll take the 49ers in San Francisco. All
5: right, the uh, Kansas City Swifties... Versus the Jets (laughs) in New York, all right? The only thing interesting about this matchup is the fact that another weekend of NFL with Taylor Swift, because there's really going to be nothing else that's going to be the focus here. It's going to be Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, that relationship in New York against the Jets. The Jets are a mess. They bring in Trevor Simeon. Um, obviously he's new to the team. It's still going to be Zach Wilson. He's been a mess. Joe Namath spoke out against him earlier this week, so that is not going at all the way that the Jets thought it was going to be. But when you lose Aaron Rodgers in the first three plays of the season, you know that things aren't going to be rosy. When you look at the Chiefs' nine-and-a-half-point favorites, I think this was an easy call right here. Go ahead and lay that number. It's going to be bigger than that. Give me the Chiefs on the road, the Swifties on the road against the Jets. The Swifties, indeed. Yeah.
6: You know, I, and the, the Jets, man, they're just, it's, it's, it's sad. I, I was, we talked about it. was really looking forward to seeing Aaron Rodgers do some stuff for him over yep. there. The Packers East, as they're known now. And all those Packers that went over there are like, well, what do we do now? You know, we got, we got Zach Wilson. And until Zach Wilson is, uh, is gone, they're going to struggle. They're the worst team in the NFL as far as uh, uh, points scored. Uh, Kansas City is going to come in there. Now they do have the Jets have a great defense, but Kansas City lay the nine and a half. They get that easy cover. I'm going to say 27-13.
1: Sean, what do you got? Well, I don't know how much uh, New York was laying all their hopes on Aaron Rodgers this year and losing him in the first yeah. game. I don't know how that the first gonna... 60
6: seconds yeah. too at
1: that, right? And how that's going to affect their play for the rest of the season. And Kansas City. Obviously, having won the Super Bowl what last two years, three years, I think that they're uh, they 're a pretty tough team they 're always going to be the team to beat, and since they added probably twenty three million more uh, viewers last year fans <laughs> right. last week right. last yeah. Week, yeah. More, I you love them <laughs> that 's probably going to be the highest uh, <laughs> highest's ever over for Nebraska Nebraska game. Right there too, so. so yeah I did see a stat though, that
6: uh, yep. uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, Taylor Swift makes more in, in one show than he makes an entire season, so yeah. she's wearing the pants in that family.
1: The Jets will win in viewership. I wish somebody wore we the pants. I yeah. need
5: somebody to wear the pants for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm sick of wearing the pants. You look good in them, John. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, hey, Sean. I already like? saw you needed another <laughs> one. That you know that that's yes, the, sound one of the hose. <laughs> Needs a refill, <laughs> right there, Sean. Luxury bourbon, locks, luna's old tequila shots, Seahawks and Giants is a pick 'em. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Seahawks in this, Brent. What do you got? I'm with you as well.
6: I mean, this game, uh, you know, again, there's been some money movement on it. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle as well. I think Seattle gets a win. 27-24 on the road. John,
1: talk
2: to us. Hmm.
5: Well, that's a tough one. Uh, I'll go with the Seahawks. I like the way you're thinking right there. You know what's funny about the Colts this season? I was not going to pick them to win until week four at home against the Rams. But now they've won two consecutive. And they gutted it out. In a fun game to watch on Sunday against the Ravens, one of the better teams, even though injured in the AFC, I love this matchup for the Colts coming up on Sunday, Lucas Oil Stadium at one o'clock. This game is a pick 'em less check. Yeah, the hell with that. Give me the Colts. Colts are going to win this thing, 28 to 17. 28-17, Colts. Over the Rams on Sunday, Brent Holmes. I think it'll be an exciting game to watch. I mean, this is two teams kind of
6: like grinding at it. Be closer Colts.
5: than what I think is I, all you're
6: saying? I, I think it is. I think it's going to come down to like a, a, a last second field goal. Yeah. Uh, Colts. I got the Colts 22-21 and an odd score right there.
1: Colts by one. Everybody's going to be excited Give about
5: this. Give me the Colts. 28-17.
1: Sean. Close it. Well, now I've got a question because I've been, you've been immersed in sports all day, and I've yes. been immersed in wings all day. <laughs> shoot Yeah. I believe on my drive in this morning that I heard that Anthony Richardson was practicing. He's today. good to go. Yes. I, I, I believe, unless late. there's a setback. Is he going to play this week? Yeah, unless uh, there's a setback, everything yeah. is so in be so Yeah. I'm, I'm still curious to see how our season's going to look with it because we haven't seen that much from him so far. Um, be good, brother. Um, be ready. So I'm ready jump, to jump ready. on my back and I'll, I'll take you there, Sean, and and give us a good game and. You know, bring some excitement back to Indianapolis. Absolutely right. There you go. He's got it.
5: Sean, well done, man. Yeah, That's Sean. Nice, man. Hey, ask for awesome. Sean. And Ale sure, and here, right? Mr. Hermanaki Wings here. Sean, that was <laughs> awesome. Brent's going to stick around as well. Our Larceny Bourbon to kill the shots. We got the Romies from Rome on the other side. Ryder Cup's going on in Rome, Italy. And our Romanak friends are there. We're going to check in with them. Mike Chappell, top of the hour. We'll talk about what Sean was talking about regarding the latest of Anthony Richardson, Ryan Kelly, and other situation for the Colts leading up to the Rams matchup coming. Coming up on Sunday, Ale Emporium, City Bourbon Locks, Luna Tequila Shots, 93.5, The
8: Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about kisimta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
3: The ride with JMV. You're going to eat your fat 93.5 and 107.5. The fan.
5: Welcome back, Alec Poirier, Blur City Bourbon Locks, Winnersville, to give the shots. I cannot believe they're going to put their Hermanaki chicken wings and pasta. Seriously, don't look below the table here because. The host of this show is kind of excited. F- food arousal. Uh, a little bit of a food you arousal got a sports right arousal there. and a food arousal today. What else is going to happen? Hermanaki Wings will go pasta here upcoming. And a shout-out to Sean for joining us. Large City Bourbon Locks. Luna is to give the shots. Of course, this show brought to you by and inside the lounge via YouTube Live, as always. Brought to you by Schuler Spreadable Cheeses. Oh, and a variety of flavors that you love. For your gathering, your reunion, your party, for a snack, and for tailgates. Original cheddar, sharp cheddar bacon and cheddar and pepper jack the elusive at times pepper jack you can find wind Schuler spreadable cheeses at kroger gordon food services and you can find it at meijer as well and uh, the official sponsor of this show and inside the lounge via youtube live winshuler Schuler spreadable Jesus, Brent Halverson rejoins us. You feeling solid about these picks? I'm feeling great about these yeah, picks, me too. and
6: I cannot wait until 8:15 tonight when uh, Detroit and Green Bay kick off. How about
5: that? Are you going to be here? Or are you going home to watch? I'm going to
6: be. I'm going to be somewhere. I'll tell you that. You I be will be somewhere. be somewhere. I like
5: being somewhere. I will be somewhere. Speaking of submerged. being somewhere, let yes. me see how much I can butcher this. Um, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline right now, we, we felt this only appropriate. Um, the Ryder Cup is going on in. Giadonia Monticello, Italy. There is no way that is accurate. So in Italy right now, the Ryder <laughs> Cup is going on. Stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us, the Romanac family, I believe we have Jim. We have the lovely Sarah. We may have Mike. Who do we have live from Rome, Italy, right? I'll just say Rome. That's easier for me. Who's on the line right here? Sarah, is that you?
8: Ciao. Yes.
5: Rome. Rome. Well, I will, I will tell you this, Sarah and Romy, I watched HBO's White Lotus this past season, and it took place in Italy. That's pretty good right yeah. there. There's a lot of action going on in Italy and White Lotus. It's now, broken. you're in Rome. Yeah, you're in Rome. Yeah. As, as When does the Ryder Cup officially get underway? Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. 7.35. Morning. Tomorrow morning. All right. So, what have we seen Johnny. so far? You guys, give me both, both. Hey, Romy, you and Sarah, give us some yep. updates on, on what you witnessed so far from Rome prior so to the so start of the Ryder been, Cup. So far, so far, what we witnessed today was the Junior
12: Ryder Cup team got absolutely slaughtered by the European team. Uh, it was not pretty, my friend. Uh, hopefully, that is not a uh, what's going to happen over the weekend. But what I'm going to tell you is this. Here's what I'm going to tell you guys. By the time you guys wake up tomorrow morning, these, these first pairings, foursomes that I've got to tell you are, are already going to happen. First pairing out tomorrow morning, local time. By the way, JB, I don't know if you know this, but the Ryder Cup is sponsored by Elijah Craig.
5: I did know that because uh, somebody that you know very well, Brent Olverson, told me about 20 minutes ago. Yes, I yeah, do he's know. A smart, he's, a smart, he's a smart man. So i tell you what, he tomorrow is.
12: morning, 7.35 local time, John Rahm and Ter- Terrell Hatton take on Scotty Shuffler and Sam Burns. Here's the problem with the U.S. team. The U.S. team has not won on European soil in 30 years, my man. It's been a long time.
0: So, Brent, don't bet.
12: So, Brent, don't bet. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know what?
6: I like to break, two, break trends.
12: <laughs> okay. Well, Matt, I'll tell you what. Match two has three <laughs> rookies going. Uh, Ludwig Arbeg and Victor Hobland versus Brian, uh, Brian Harmon from the U.S., the British Open champion, and Max Homa. And
6: Brent, who's Max Homa sponsored by? He's sponsored by Elijah Craig, Jim.
12: Oh, there you go. Gosh, bless him. You know, match three features Shane Lowry and Sepp Straka versus Ricky Fowler and Colin Morikawa. And in match four, the Anchor Match, which uh, this is a pretty interesting match, Uh, you're going to have Rory McIlroy and Tommy Fleetwood versus uh, Patrick Cantlay and uh, Xander Shoffley. Uh, This course is, uh, man, I'm going to tell you what, it is hot. Uh, It was was 88 today. Uh, It was... 88 here in Rome is about 108 in the US. But uh, what what I am going to do, guys, is I'm going to give you to my golfing expert to my left, which is my brother, Mike. And he's got a couple holes (laughs) that everybody's going to need to watch over the weekend. And I'm telling you, Johnny, when I'm telling you, John, this is a breakdown. This is a breakdown. Johnny, Brent, how's it going, my man? Hello, Mike. How are you you doing, Mike? Listen, I've been babysitting for a couple of days over here. That's what I I guarantee you have. This is is an adult daycare at its finest. All right, my friend? you Jimmy's got a 40 of Peroni. Jimmy's got a 40 of Peroni in his hand right now, and Sarah, I don't know what the hell she's drinking, but that's all right. Listen, Johnny, my (laughs) overall view of this course, it is extremely hilly with tons of elevation. The back nine is almost all uphill with the exception of a couple of keyholes, and they're both drivable par fours downhill. Um, super tight fairways, and these undulating greens are brutal. We did, Jimmy mentioned, we watched the Ryder Cup players, uh, the junior Ryder Cup players get taken to the woodshed all day on them. At one point, it looked like the Hanson brothers from the movie Slapshot were out there slapping <laughs> balls around <laughs> the 11th green. It, it was
5: not That's awesome. Not Fred. Hey, hey, Mike, uh, are, are, you pushing your, are you pushing your twin brother around in a wheelbarrow? I mean, with all these yep. these hills and such, how's he making it?
12: Dude, I've been carrying him on my back like I have been my entire life, my friend. <laughs> you know that. That's why I'm skinnier no, than him. No, that's great. Anyway, hey, I'm I mean, seriously though. This, this, I don't think TV is going to do this course justice. It's almost like watching Augusta. You really don't know how much elevations out there. This thing is unbelievably hilly. We walked this entire course today, and I'm beat. So. And then Jimmy also mentioned, too, I don't think uh, that anybody's mentioning this. It is super hot over here, really muggy. And uh, I'm telling you what, this Euro scum don't like this kind of weather, Johnny.
5: I bet you. <laughs> hey, I bet you. We Americans yeah. got to take a stand over there. In they, Italy. They do. Thirty-five years yeah. is a long time. It I think we got to get some time, stuff yeah. going.
6: So, Mike, what's so your? Five you five got you got a good time. bet out there. We, we just got done with our larceny yeah. lock Luna's little shot program. Talking mm-hmm. some betting. You got anybody over there? I mean, with these matchups going on, uh, who, 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 who you got? Who should we look for?
12: Sam. Uh, Sam. Bur- watch any course. Sam Burns. Watch any uh, team that he's going to play on. Think that guy's hot right now. He looked great today. Um, I can't wait. Patrick Cantlay is awesome. Don't Victor Hoblin right now is top of his game. Um, and I don't think Rory brings it. He's not going to bet against that guy this week. Rory's not going to bring anything. Yeah. So,
6: you know, I'm with you um, and, and I, I'm a big fan of uh, Max home again. I, I've been following Max since he's uh, uh, probably sponsored by Elijah Craig, uh, and you guys are over there, and I got to see some great pictures from, uh, from Jim and Sarah shooting over some great Elijah Craig photos with the bar and, and on the big backdrop up there. So it's going to be great. You guys are going to be there Saturday to see it. Hey, I uh, want to pass along Mr. Tommy Sutton says hello to all of you guys. He's sitting here over there. I wanted to pass that to you. But, uh, yeah, hey, yeah, uh,
12: again. I you what, you, there's three big holes to watch, though, Brent. Three big holes, number eight, number 11, and 16 is going to be the most fun hole to watch on golf. It'll be the most fun hole all weekend. It is a drivable par four. It's the widest fairway in the course. The it, super elevated tee, the green 66 feet below there uh, when they tee off. It is they're going to be licking their chops on this one. But water on the right, three bunkers on the left. It is uh, they're going to go for it, man. But it is there's going to be a lot of bogeys on that hole. So wow, um, you, got, you guys got a spot? Hand, did you find? Uh, Oh, yeah, we're definitely we're, – uh, we're, we're popping on 16, and then uh, we're going to uh, go over to number 11. Those are probably going to be the tools that we set out the most. And we got a special sign-off for you today, Johnny. We really okay, do. Okay, I'm ready. So we, we made friends over here, and I'm sitting next to this beautiful,
5: beautiful Italian lady, and she wants to hey, – You better be sending me a picture of this stuff right here, okay, because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to have a lonely Thursday night back here in central <laughs> Indiana. Yeah.
12: I got she's gonna say something to you, Johnny, in their native language, so hang tight.
5: Here she is. Okay, I'm ready.
4: Ciao Johnny. C'è un uomo bellissimo con quei capelli così posti e sexy, ahimio cento, mille baci da Roma Garbatella, baci. Johnny, is that not beautiful?
5: That sounds good. That's I a, don't care what she just said. She yes, said, the answer. she could have just said <laughs> yes. in English, Could you come over and clean my toilet? <laughs> and that would have been around. You got a third vertebra. Yes. Right
6: there. There you go. There's the trifecta.
5: That, that's
6: that's awesome.
5: Just said, I,
12: I will send you over text what well, she just broke down to you, but she just said, Hey, you sexy man with a beautiful head of hair. I'm
9: oh. sending
12: 100 kissers
5: to you. Oh, you guys are awesome. I love the X over there. The X the Romies live in Rome for the Ryder Cup. Hey, thank her, too. And uh, I love this. This sounds better than me right here.
12: (laughs) Hey, Mike. Johnny, we're there
5: for you, man. Do you know the kind of dirt I did to <laughs> today to get some of the- <laughs> I bet you did. You probably lost a little podcast. bit of money on that right there, I'd imagine. Hey, that's well done. Hey, Mike and Jim and Sarah, we love you guys very much. Enjoy your time over in Rome. And thank you guys for is. calling in before the first round of the Ryder Cup, guys.
12: My friend and Miss Daniela says ciao. Love
5: you. Love you. Well, send me a picture Thanks, of Miss Daniella yeah, too. To, pick, to, I, I, we got to set this whole thing off because I know everybody on Twitter right now at JME1070 will want a picture oh, of Daniella 100%. right there. Oh, we've got to
6: see that. <laughs> That's great. Look at that. You get <laughs> some sweet so talk good. From, uh, across the pond. It uh,
5: is so good. And by the way, too, that report brought to you by Elijah Craig. The Ooh.
6: official bourbon yeah. of the PGA and the Ryder Cup and also official sponsor of Max Homa. It's a double dip over there. That is
5: nice. It's a double
6: dip. That's now, right. will you stay
5: up and watch this? Because this is an early morning. It's
6: 745. You know, tomorrow, you know, I'm going to be getting up about I got to get up earlier and have to get mm. the kids to school. But I will keep my eye on that. Uh, hopefully be uh, walking on a little bit of cheese cloud, if you will, and uh, <laughs> rolling into the. Weekend like, you know, feeling good. So yeah, absolutely. Keep an eye. Hey, out. there's
5: uh there's Daniela right there. Wow. You got do you kind guys want like to you guys want a picture of Daniela? It was something about my incredible head of hair right there that she was so impressed by right there. Looks like so. hair over there. Yeah, it, it does. does, it exactly. does. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, quick break. We'll come back top She's of the hot. hour. Mike Chappell. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Anthony Richardson, the latest. I mean, outside of, of any setbacks, things seem to be a go on Sunday. Under center for the Colts rookie quarterback, Ryan Kelly. Should be back as well. We'll talk to Mike about that coming up at the top of the hour. Live from the Ale Emporium, we're in Castleton, City, Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul, tequila shots. And again, a quick shout to the Roman X for joining us live from Rome, Italy for that pre-Ryder Cup getting underway update right there. And some Italian from Daniela. I'll send out that picture coming up in a bit as well. 93.5, 107. the
8: fan.
3: The Ride with JMV. Give me my theme music. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
5: Hey, welcome back. We're at Ale Emporium. Daniela just uh, described me in Italian. I don't know what she said. But Again, she could have said, hey, can you come over and clean my toilet? And that would have sounded great. Third arousal First, of the That's day. one of the best things I've ever heard on this show right <laughs> that there. That really is. It was awesome. We've got pictures of Daniela with the Romanak family in Rome, Italy, the site of the Ryder Cup. They get underway coming up a little bit later on. And uh, the Romies joined us, and that was pretty awesome right there, too. Largely, the bourbon locks, Kill tequila shots. We did that earlier as well. Greg Beecham, AP, talked Rams with us. Evan Sidery of Basketball News talked why – the Pacers may, or maybe even may not, I don't know how hot they might be, have interest in one holiday uh, regarding that trade from yesterday. Podcast with each 107 thefancom We've got Mike Chappell coming up. He's going to join us at the five o'clock hour. Brett Halverson, JMV again. Ale Emporium in Castleton. And uh, Sean was here with us. The Hermanaki Wings. We learned that there's going to be some Hermanaki chicken and pasta in the not-so-distant future, which is awesome, too. And somebody asked you something regarding some product. I think there was a tweet sent out to you, John. Yeah, it
6: was Jeffrey Desmond out there. It. He was looking to get uh, Elijah Craig barrel-proof, and he said he can't find it in Indiana, so he has to go to Michigan. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, Jeffrey, it's out there, and uh, we just started shipping this week. So it is out there, and there are several stores, and I can rattle a few off quickly. you got Claremont Liquors, Jack's Liquors, Classic, Bedrock, Liquors Unlimited, Elite Beverage, Superior yeah. Beverage, Sobro, Big Red got theirs. It'll be out in all stores later this week. Rural Rand, Clay's Inn, or excuse me, West Clay, Chili's, Red Barrel, All-Star Liquors, Town Fine Wine and Spirits, Cons, and we've got all kinds. Community, yes. Brown Liquors. They Why all are have
5: all them. these places not advertising on this show with that stuff? You know what? They should be. No they doubt.
6: should be. Well, I'll tell you, the, the, the biggest thing with like Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, Larceny Barrel Proof, which is going to be out there as well coming up, uh, just got in two, uh, it's tough, right? A lot of people use them
5: Tell for... Tell Cole Glazer to get his ass in gear and get back You know what? Laundry. Yeah, What's I do. Matt's
6: a great guy. He, he does it well, and they've got 92 stores he now. He can still
5: get his ass in gear, He though. can get his ass in gear, right? We can all get our ass <laughs> in gear, but...
6: Uh, no, there's a, there, it's definitely get out there. to Get a lot of people that uh, do take these barrel picks. or are allocated items, so they use them for lotteries. They use them for uh, VIP guests and whatnot. But you should see this out hitting the shelves, my man. Keep your eye open. If you've got any questions, reach out. We'll try to dial it in for you.
5: Yeah, I mentioned Anthony Richardson as well. Uh, Practice again today, so did Ryan Kelly. Things look good coming up on Sunday for that matchup against the Rams and you know the Rams are still dinged up on that offensive line we talked to Greg Beecham a little bit earlier about that fact and the Colts simply put have taken advantage with that defensive line with teams that have been struggling this is going to be a fourth consecutive week where a team the Colts are playing would be struggling up front on the offensive line with injury and They've taken advantage of that. They even took advantage of it against Jacksonville. They just couldn't close the deal in the fourth quarter. But you look at that and you know the travel thing and the fact there's no Cooper Cup, the way that the Rams look. I mean, you got a two-and-one Brent Colts team going into Sunday. Isn't that awesome? I mean, you could really stir up some heavy interest. If you were to put together a three consecutive wins, they didn't do it a year ago. They did it back in 2022. But, man, you could really stir up some interest with this team if you could put together a win on Sunday. You
6: know, look, and a big shout out to Gardner Minshew, too. I mean, he's Hmm. come in, and he looks like just a chiseled veteran out there. exactly what he was supposed to do. Exactly what
5: he's supposed to do.
6: You get Richardson back in there, hopefully that is a full-on to-go. He brings a lot of excitement, something the the Colts have not seen a very mobile quarterback in many years. No. Uh, And he brings that aspect to it. Uh, you got Zach Moss looking good. I mean, they're looking like a good team right here, John. And it's exciting. Great shot. And again, coming up uh, at home, you got a home field advantage there. Uh, hopefully that uh, the Colts crowd gets loud and proud. Bring uh, welcome those uh, Rams. Oh, excuse me. Yes. The Rams into town. Yeah, They'll I, be in. Uh, get loud and proud. And I think we could start
5: three I mentioned, and one. It'd be huge. I mentioned this, too. Mike Chapel's going to join us at the top of the hour. I'll make sure I ask him regarding Jonathan Taylor, because next week, Monday through the early portions of the next week. Is going to be interesting to see uh, exactly how they handle it. And people were asking me yesterday, hey, what do you think about ESPN reporting that Jonathan Taylor still wants to be traded? He doesn't want to play for the Colts. Too bad. I mean, if they don't trade him, I don't know what else you can do other than play. I don't know what solution is out there other than play. We'll talk to Mike about that coming up here At the top of the hour, but when you think about Zach Moss in the past two weeks, he has been so huge at the top of that list offensively, and the reasons why that they have won. And if you could just squeeze any motivation whatsoever from Jonathan Taylor and what he has been in the past, and um, it barely makes you think what might, what might be done, and what might be capable of this offense.
6: Absolutely, and it's you know again, it's a sad situation because he's such a great, great running back. But that 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 love, that love yes. is over, right? So, you know, I, I, hopefully uh, something works out good, getting back on the field and playing hard, or uh, you get something traded and get somebody that's going to come in and enjoy being here.
5: And a shout-out to uh, Jeffrey DeSmith who wanted to know that, yes. about that. I just saw that just now, too. So regarding Elijah Craig right there. The Absolutely. Product. Brent's going to hang. I'm JMV again. We're live in Leon Emporium. We're in Castleton today. Thank you so much for joining us. We've been all over the map and covering the sports that you want to know about as well. We'll dive back into the Colts situation coming up on the other side. Richardson, (laughs) Kelly, and that matchup with the Rams coming up next. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59. He's going to join us inside the lounge via YouTube Live. The stream, the app, HD Radio at 93.5 and 107.5.
8: Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesempta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection,
3: the ride with jmv son you got a panty on your head
0: Just you drive fast eh?
3: 93.5 and 107.5 the fan
5: ale emporium castleton thank you very much for joining us cam's the on-site engineer jimmy is here we love jimmy inside the lounge via youtube live the wind Schuler spreadable cheese lounge via YouTube Live. Sean here, Ale Emporium, cooking up the Hermanakis for you. I'd love to see you out here. I may hang around a little bit, too, so you can certainly join us here. Hey, we've been all over the place. The Drew Holiday rumor, we addressed that. Evan Sidery Basketball News a little bit earlier. Uh, We went a little bit more in-depth on uh, a, a local kid. I say kid now. I mean, he is a professional with the Rams. Russ Yeast, formerly of Center Grove High School, is in that secondary for the Rams. We went over that. Their offensive line injuries and uh, their start of the season so far, a little bit earlier as well with Greg Beecham from the AP. We got an update for you from the Romanak family, live from Rome, Italy, getting set for the Ryder Cup, which was outstanding. And you got to hear, hear a little bit of Italian from Daniela. A little bit of a JMV, you're pretty cool Italian from Daniela a little bit earlier. Podcast with everything. That's 1075 at 5thefan.com. Tomorrow's show, Mucky Duck South Side. I've got tickets for you coming up tomorrow. In fact, multi pair of Rams Colts tickets coming up for you tomorrow, back deck mucky duck i would love to see you there shout out to todd johnson it's a bud light blue friday this is going to be a great time again tomorrow rams colts tickets to give away while well, i'm thinking about it here too before i get to mike chapel i want to do this really quick here james back of the studio 239 1070 bullseye the Colts VIP tailgate. You guys want to go? All you can eat, all you can drink at 10 a.m. When the doors open on Sunday. You guys want to get in? I got a couple of passes for you. Two three nine ten seventy. Gary Brackett's going to be a part of it coming up on Sunday as well. The former Colts linebacker. He's going to join us on the show coming up tomorrow. Meantime, Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline right now. Mike Chappell of CBS 4 and Fox 59 joins us. So I gather there's been no setbacks and everything looks all good for both quarterback and center to participate once again as starters in this Colts offensive lineup against the Rams on Sunday.
13: Yeah. I mean, all you can do is buy, go by how they're practicing. And, you know, right. Ryan Kelly was, did not have a red jersey yesterday. Which is which is generally I I say generally because everything's you know everybody's different but that's generally the last step before getting uh, clearance from the medical staff at the independent neurologist and we can't we can't tell if if Richardson was it was on the same path because he wears a red jersey so you can't tell but I yeah I'm assuming and you know it's probably not out of the, out of the realm of possibility that they're both cleared tomorrow instead of maybe Saturday which uh, at least that would give us some clarity. But a- everyone you talk to outside of the coaching staff, because they're not going to tip their hands, but everyone expects uh, at least Richardson whenever I've talked to him. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad he's back. We're looking forward to having, you know, we're we're glad that we've, we can get him back so we can do what he does. So, yeah, I, I think that everything points towards that. He's taken all, you know, as Shane Stein told us, he was going to take all first team reps starting Wednesday. So it's very clear that that's their intention, and we've seen no uh, setbacks, and, and so uh, it would be nice if we get some kind of a announcement tomorrow, and we might.
5: To Mike Chapel of CBS4 and Fox 59 joins us. I'm going to give you a, a, a quick, and I know this has been a very small sample portion of a season so far, as the Colts start at 2-1. At Can you make any comparisons? To the type of season, at least in the early stages, they ended up having back in 2012. People have asked me about making comparisons, and it's still so early. I've been a little bit hesitant to do it, but yeah, you lived through it as well. Are there any comparisons to be made regarding that season that was so surprising
13: to maybe where we're often running with this one? To me, no, because there was more of a certainty with the quarterback and this isn't to, to throw any shade on Richardson at all, but he's only played five quarters, and we've got, you know, Minshew figured the other one. So, no, because back then, luck was, you knew from the start that this guy was special. Maybe not that special, because what, what they have, eight or nine fourth-quarter comebacks, which is just ridiculous. But that that felt more, more, more uh, uh, I don't know, expected, in the moment, because of uh, because you really had the quarterback. That the yeah, there were high expectations, but we also expected pretty quick returns from him. Again, I'm not sure if, if eleven and five in the playoffs or not. But this one, you're still, you know, I think there's still some wait and see uh, with the quarterback and get him out there and let him let him grow. Because boy, he's showing you flashes where you think, man, th- this is going to be really fun to watch. Uh, hopefully we talk to him tomorrow, which, which would be kind of nice. But yeah, uh, other than the wins, and, and I'd like to see a, a show of hands from anyone who had outside of the Colts complex who had these guys two and one. Uh, I, don't, I don't think very few people. You know, I'm sure very few people had them at this point. And and now you know, and now you know it's it's so crazy. N- now do it again. You know, it's it's crazy. The last their last home win was it like a year ago? I think was Jacksonville. Uh, you know, Jeff Saturday never won a game here as a coach. Uh, so, so get back to winning. You know, you're supposed to. You know, if you look at the schedule, it's it's boy go six and two at home and split your road games, and then you're right there. So they they need to get back. You know, I think they got a nice little home stretch here. You know, make hay and and and, and then see what you got. Uh, so yeah, I. I uh, other, other than the fact that they've got the winning record and, and, and all that, there's, and there's momentum, I can't really compare it to 2012 just because, again, I go back, I, I kind of thought we knew what the quarterback was going to give them. And this one you kind of think you do, but until you see it, you just really don't know.
5: So Mike Chapel of CBS 4 on Fox 59 on the Andy Moore. Automotive group hotline. So is it going to be back to Anthony Richardson on Sunday again, assuming that he's going to be the starter under center, back to doing and calling plays for Anthony Richardson as they normally would do? I mean, is it all, again, 100% what you would expect to see from him, from Shane Steichen playing the calls as the offensive coordinator and head coach and the execution for the quarterback? Is that your expectation? You I mean as opposed
13: to, to trying to protect him from himself and all that? I,
5: I, I, I just – I mean, it, it, hey, my, and, and I want to add a little bit to this too. It, it just kind of seems like it, it almost is, I mean, just kind of reality or it would be natural to try to slowly work somebody back in like that. It, yeah, is but
13: he only missed one game. He only and missed can, one game in three practices. So right. I, it, it's not like he's been on IR for a month. So, yeah, I don't I don't think we're going to see any – any difference? The only, again, the only difference might be is is, is and if we talk to the quarterback tomorrow, I will ask him about because it, it'll be a, it'll be an issue until it's not about protecting yourself and when when to do this, when not to do that. I don't think they'll. I don't think so. You know whether it's like you say dialing things back a little bit. I, I think you just do it. You just do it like you did the opener. Or not late, no, like he did the second game because we didn't really see the second game. up The first game up, we saw the second game opening up the run game with him. No, I, I think they just go about their business and they just they just try to week to week and all this. You try to tell the quarterback that there are times when you need to not see how 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 far you can take a play. You know, when's enough enough and all that, and and he'll yeah. learn. You know, people, you got to realize he's played he played thirteen games in college, so he's still very much learning how to do things up here as far as all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you again you go back and look at the play that he got a concussion on and that was a football play. You know, I still contend. And maybe he'll tell us that, that if he had, if he had just balled out into the end zone, he probably wouldn't got hit because the safety would have, they're so conscious about not hitting guys in the end zone, but you know, maybe he gets hit and he doesn't, you know, fall flat and you know smack his head. So that's a football play. It's kind of like when Andrew Luck had the Was it the last rated kidney against Denver? That was a football play. He was at like inside the five yard line trying to score. But there are times when when and we it's funny we still see Josh Allen in Buffalo. He's not learned anything. He's still doing stupid things around the football by leaping and instead of going out of bounds and he got a first down, he cuts inside to take contact. But I think. Richardson will learn, you know, week to week and year to year uh, how to do things. But what I really want to see is is this kid play four, six, eight, the rest of the season with with very few interruptions because of injury and just see how he, he evolves that way. It, it's kind of hard to go hit and miss and, and, you know, play, don't play because you're hurt and then get back in there. It, it's just sort of hard to see somebody grow, but I want to see him out there for an extended time, and see how he grows, and then how Shane and you know, learns to. You know, this this is still a, a, a new toy for him, because you, you you got all these things in your head that you know you can do with him, but you're not sure how soon you can do it with him. So it, it really it's so important to to play, get the reps, and see how he grows. As the coaches get confidence in in what he can do, but knowing they know what he can do, but but when he can do it,
5: Mike Chappell, who is with us, a similar feeling for Ryan Kelly. I know we're kind of concentrating on the quarterback position of the rookie Anthony Richardson, but similar feeling you have regarding Richardson for that of center Ryan Kelly.
13: Yeah, it is kind of funny because we're in a press room. It's like you know, oh, and, and Ryan Kelly. You know, let's not forget that you're. Pro Bowl centers in protocol too, and in the last time, if I'm not mistaken, that he had a concussion. It it was over a prolonged time. You know, it was like five weeks. So yeah, I think I think so. I think he's back. And you know, they, these guys, if if you're ever on the field, even even in training camp when they're hitting, you wonder how they don't get concussions all the time because they get smacked. And I've still got a video on my. Phone that I, it, uh, I I guess I watch it occasionally just because I'm thinking how in the hell it was Andrew Luck against Green Bay as a rookie and the outside linebacker comes in and just face plans him it was unbelievable and Luck just gets up and keeps playing and you're thinking how in the heck is that not a concussion how? but you just it's just it, that's why it's so hard to to compare uh, concussions because everybody's different maybe a guy gets. You know there was a there was a, a, a practice uh, back in the in the days of the old Colts with Dallas Clark and he got a concussion in a walkthrough, for crying out loud! I don't know how you do that, but but so it, they can come anyway. But no, I I think they're both good to go. The fact that Kelly has now had two practices without the red jersey, I don't know. It, yeah, I guess we was he out there on Wednesday? No, he was out. There, he's not but out there in a red jersey. So that, that's that's a good sign. And these they do they do not put these guys out there. If they're at an undue risk, and, and of course you're always, you know, at, at risk with a concussion because you just don't know. But they do not, you know, they, they held out Jelani Woods or uh, uh, Drew Ogletree uh, a week after having a concussion in the opener. So they they really really uh, have these guys' health, especially especially concussions. You don't mess around with those, and these guys don't do that.
2: Hey,
5: Mike, that defensive line, obviously, they have met up through the first three weeks with a, a dinged-up opposition along the offensive line, which may very well certainly be the case coming up on Sunday once again against the Rams. But among those that have played at a high level on that defensive line, where do you start right now? And and might it be with Quiddy Pay? What's your impression on Pay? Is he finally coming into what the Colts expected him to be when they drafted him?
13: Yeah, I, I think him and, and Samson Ebukam, he, he's, he's been a terror off that off that right side. We were talking on our podcast at Fox 59 today, and I think Quiddy's going to be one of those guys that he's going to give you 10, 12 sacks, but it's, he's not going to be that, that, that flash pass rush guy. That's what more Samson's giving you. I think Quiddy's going to be that guy that he just wears your ass out. He's going to give you hopefully double-digit sacks, and he's also going to give you, you know, the run support and pressures. And he's got two fumble recoveries this year, and you know, which is fine. That's you know, again, we, we were talking in the station last week about, you know, he sort of he sort of reminds us of Jabal Sherrod. Now you want more than that, but shared was pretty good. He, he he was pretty good. All you need all you need from Quiddy is you know 10, 12 sacks, and then have. Well, they got 12 sacks and by seven people. By seven people. It, it, you need to have guys that in, on third and 12 or whatever that, that the other team has to kind of say, okay, we got to really watch this guy. I'm not sure these guys are there yet. But boy, with Quiddy and Ebukam, and that would be two pretty good guys. And then, you know, then, oh, by the way, you got Buckner, you got Tyquan Lewis, you got Dio. Uh, they, they've got as deep of a front. Four. It's not like like a front eight, uh, and that's what you want. You want to keep these guys healthy, and then in the fourth quarter, if the game allows, you really get after people. So I, I like this defensive front. The, the linebackers are as good of a group as they've had. They they really are. I mean, Zaire Franklin is really – he, he's a stud. He, he, he really is. Uh, EJ Speed is, is having a great season, and Shaq has had sort of a quiet season, but – that's what I expected. I mean, he really hasn't played, you know, full 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 out since twenty twenty one. You know, last year it was, you know, he just wasn't right and he knew it. So I I sort of expected a, a I hate to use slow, but just a quieter start, but let him build up to it. That, that's that's a really really good group. Mike
5: Chapel, CBS four and Fox fifty nine getting you set for the Rams and the Colts Week four. 1 o'clock, the start of Lucas Oil Stadium coming up on Sunday. Zach Moss has been absolutely fantastic in the past two weeks since coming back from that broken arm. Um, however, I, I think it's, it's foolish to believe he's going to be able to, to hold up the level of carries. All right, coming up after this week, we're going to find out exactly what they plan on doing ultimately with Jonathan Taylor. Is there a fit... Here, certainly there should be, but is there going to be a fit because he has to? People have asked me this regarding Taylor, Mike, and I just don't have any other answer. I don't know unless he gets traded how in the world he's going to be able to do anything else other than play for this team. Would you agree with that? And then have you allowed yourself to maybe think about what might be the combination with Moss and Taylor and the not-so-distant future in that backfield?
13: Well, the combination is going to be after after they're really comfortable. Let's put all the personal stuff aside. But at, sure. when they get to the point that he's in 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 football shape and and he's ready to go, whether that's three weeks, four weeks, I don't know. I mean, he won't it won't be that long before he's added to the active roster. But to where they believe he can carry fifteen times a game, he's the guy. He he just is. I mean, he. He, he, he's, he's just a different level player Dur- during all this time. When, when I saw nationally, well, people tried to dismiss him as he's just a guy. No, he's not just a guy on it. He's, he's a, he's a top three running back. Uh, but yeah, you, but you're right. The, what, what Moss is doing is not sustainable. It, it, he, I went back and looked and he's only the fifth player, the fifth Colt to have 30 carries in a game since 99, since edge made it, you know, he did that every week. So it's it's not what you do, and it, and it kind of is a reflection of their lack of, of of reliable depth at the position. You know, this past game Trey Sermon got five carries or was it 17 yards? But he got those because you know Moss had to bring himself out because he was he either gassed or I think he had a he was banged up on a, a, a right leg or whatever. But no, it's it's not sustainable. It just isn't. But I. I what, what was really kind of telling to me is we talked to Shane Steichen on Monday and he said, yeah, he'll, you know, Jonathan comes off the pup in a couple of weeks. Well, he can, he can come off next week, but he hasn't practiced since December. Uh, and to think he's going to be ready in a week or two weeks is just crazy. I, I, they just, again, as I say, they don't do that to players. So it, it, could, be, it could be, you know, the third game. When he comes back, not Tennessee, but the next game, and 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 I don't think they're, they're not going to throw him out there and, and be 15, 20 carries right away. It is going to be a mixture, but boy, I tell you, if the offensive line's playing well and Richardson's doing what he does, Taylor's going to have an impact. Now we're going to have to wait and see how he comes back as far as he, his what kind of mentalities they have. But I initially thought through all of this that what makes the most sense is just to trade him, just. And even if that means dumping him for a you know a late round pick or whatever you know third day pick, I don't think they will do that. First of all, you need to have somebody to dump him on, and you know what? What, what, what does Miami need him for to score eighty? You know, and, and Green Bay probably not, and you know the team that needs a, a, a strong running back is Baltimore. But I just I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't. So he's got to come back here and. And the first time we talk to him, it's just going to be, you know, how how committed are you to this team? And, and how he responds to us, I guess, doesn't matter. But how he responds to the team does matter. And there there has to be – maybe there aren't any fences to man internally uh, outside of the owner. I mean, they, they you know, they've, they've had some back and forth, at least with the agent. But to to think he he wouldn't have an impact here on this offense, of course he will. But how soon, again, I think it's going to be that third week when he's eligible to play. I just don't think it'll be those first two weeks. I just don't see him, the team, pushing him that quick. But, again, first of all, he's got to pass the physical. That's step one, whether that's Monday or Tuesday, or I guess theoretically he could have already passed, although that would have certainly leaked out from somebody. But uh, it's, hey. I, I just I just wanted to be resolved one way or the other. Just and that, that's selfish. So let's just do so we can concentrate on the quarterback, so we can concentrate on Pittman in the defense, and not have the running back situation dominate what we're talking about.
5: Hey, Mike, do you see any other solutions other than what I presented to you, either trade or? You're going to have to play. Uh, are there any well, other, the other hands? A, is, are there any other hands for Taylor's side of things to play here?
13: I don't know. It's not a solution, but I guess the other another option is to have him not pass physical, and then things get really, really messy. Because then you're going to get well. You're you, we think you can pass. No, I can't. And then you get outside parties involved, yeah. and no, no, one, nobody wants to go there. The Colts probably could have pushed things. Been more forceful on cut down day because I, you know, I was told they believed he could pass the physical back in July, back in July. And he didn't, and and they didn't push it then because it wasn't the time to draw a line in the sand if you're the team. Well, in the next couple of weeks, it will be. Uh, I, I, I just see no chance. I see no chance that they quietly let him stay on pup all year and pay him his money and all that stuff. So I don't see how that works. So, again, at, at, at the most basic level, he's got to pass. It's, it, the ball's in his court. So he has to pass physical, and he has, to, he has to come in and play. And from a career standpoint, he needs to come in and play and play well. So to show either that the Colts or to show another team that, that he is what he used to be and he, and he is, does have value to a big extension and somebody to give up a compensation for him, that's where he's got to do it. To come in here, and I don't think he will do this, but to come in here and just – what was the, 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 the term in – was it Major League lollygaggers? You, you can't – or Bull Durham. Lolligaggers. lolligaggers. Bull, was it Bull Durham? I was Bull Durham. Got a bunch of lollygaggers. He's not going to do that. Yep. He can't because that, that's career suicide. It behooves him to come in and just and just run like a wild man and, and show that he's got value and that benefits both sides, whether that's the contract next year here or elsewhere. He's got to prove that he's back to where he was. He's passed the injury that now has lingered in everyone's mind for, what has it been, eight months, nine months? Uh, so it, it seems like a lot of it is, is in his hands to go out and really make the best of what he thinks is a really bad situation. Well, It is a bad situation. But that that's on him to do, and hopefully that's what he does.
5: Mike Chapel of CBS 4 and Fox 59 on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Mike, I'll see you in the press box on Sunday. I appreciate you. Looking forward to it. Ale Emporium, and we're doing a Large City Bourbon Locks, Luna Azul Tequila Shots. Coming back with Brent Halverson and you
8: at 239 1070 next.
3: the ride with jmv you are more reptile than man george so low and flat that the foot of man is incapable of crushing you how dare you 93.5 and 107.5
5: the fan (laughs) what'd you say what's that what was that from cam i got you hey what was that re-entry from right there james that's from lincoln Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, I like it. James, back in the studio. Cam is the on-site engineer. Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, rejoins us. I'm JMV here. Ale Emporium, Castleton, on a city Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul tequila shots. This is a Thursday. Week four of the NFL. I did want to say this. Uh, Jason Hofsitz, who I formerly worked with um, over off of Fall Creek Road when I was at the other station, WNDE, if you can remember, Um, Just dropped by, and uh, I want to thank Jason for coming by. He he actually brought me some stuff, and I I want to send out my thoughts, uh, best wishes, I don't even know how to put it, um, to Tracy, uh, my friend Ron Sexton, and we all know the story regarding Ron, but Jason just brought by some stuff uh, for me from my friend Ron, and uh, obviously, that that hits me um, big time right there. But I want to thank Jason for doing that, and thank you, Tracy, as well, for thinking of me. Uh, the other thing that Jason brought up is that the uh, Indiana Broadcasting Hall of Fame has their 2023 inductees. I believe that's coming up on Monday at Gambridge Fieldhouse. And the reason why it's at Gambridge Fieldhouse is I mean, this is a who's who of greatness right here. The late, great Robin Miller, whom I love, we love. And it is tough, really is tough for me because he was so great on this show and so great to me and such a good friend. It's, it's tough to think about not having our round still to this day. He will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. The longtime voice of the Pacers, Mark Boyle, will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And then somebody I worked with when I first started in doing this, Mark Patrick with MPOS, Mark Patrick on Sports. And again, Mark did so much more around here than just MPOS. I mean, the Bob and Tom show, the Hoosier Lottery, Wish TV, Channel 8. I mean, what you see on on Sunday nights with the late sports shows, I mean, he basically invented that with Sports Locker uh, back in the 90s. But Mark is going into the Indiana Broadcasters Hall of Fame. That is on Monday at the Fieldhouse. And I just wanted to send out uh, my thoughts to everybody that's involved in that. The others that also will be inducted into the Hall of Fame because that's an honor but certainly three that I know very well, and, and two of which that were incredibly close friends. Uh, and, and one, and Mark, that I, um, I, I think about all the time. think about all the time in terms of what he did, what he accomplished, all that he was doing when I worked with him. Pretty amazing stuff right there. I mean, that, that's a class. That's a Hall of Fame class, to say the least, right there. And that's coming up on Monday. And Jason, thank you very much. Jason works with the Bob and Tom show. And Jason brought by uh, the stuff from from Tracy. And I thank him for that. And then uh, reminded me of that coming up on Monday with the uh, Indiana Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Three dudes that we know very well, certainly. And uh, certainly two, one no longer with us in R. And then Mark that... You know, the reasons why I sit here right now. What's up, Emacs? I have a, uh, a great deal of, of admiration and thank you for that, to say the least. All right. poor Porim rejoining us now, our betting analyst, Brett Halverson. We've gone over week number four. We've gone over the Ryder Cup. I don't know where, what else we could go over at this point in time. A lot of good stuff. Again,
6: yeah. we've got the Romies in, in Rome. We got the, the Packers-Lions tonight in Green yep. Bay. We went over week four. A lot of good stuff out there, John, and a lot of good games that we're looking forward to. And like you mentioned, big stuff coming with the Colts. If they can manage to pull that one out, that'll be great for the... Uh,
5: Three in a row would mean something. And then you get Tennessee, and we'll see what happens with Tennessee coming up this weekend, you know, at home against Cincinnati. But, I mean, a Tennessee team that, you know, all of a sudden now you start to open your eyes a little bit and wonder, is the AFC South... And contending, is this something you take away from the start of the season? A long way to go, but there's some struggling teams in that division. And one of those teams not struggling would be the Colts.
6: That's right. And, and again, we talked Gardner Minshew. He did what he had to do, and, and <laughs> hats off to him. I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing to come in. Again, it'll be good to get Richardson back there. He's already shown in the uh, game and a half that we've got the sample size of what he can do. And I think he brings a whole new dynamic to that offense.
5: You had something else you wanted to add, too, from the lovely Lisa. What do you got? Well, and and absolutely. I mean, Lisa, she is
6: one of the hardest working people Mm -hmm. out there. And, uh, you know, she does a lot with Mount Vernon Education Foundation. Great event coming up for anybody looking to. And this is kind of going to touch all of our hearts, right? It's called Bourbon, Bags, and Bingo. Right? So, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of great bourbon. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be some good bourbon from Heaven Love Hill out that. there. Yep. Uh, the ladies have a chance to win some nice uh, custom bags, uh, handbags, and the bingo is really gambling, right? So, they're going to have uh, you're gonna, uh, part of your ticket price, you get 10 bingo boards, uh, but they've got 50 50 drawing, they've got uh, pull tabs, they've got all kinds of good stuff out there, and it's all to uh, benefit the Mount Vernon Education Foundation, which is Thursday, a week from today, Thursday, October 5th, at Agiago's, in Greenfield, it's an event center, and that's wow. from five to nine. So uh, check it out! Uh, awesome, awesome cause. Again, uh, hats off to Lisa for all she does for uh, not only Mount Vernon, but uh, for me, for our family, for Mystic Lisa's Waters. I mean, awesome. she, she's, she keeps it all in track. So, uh, but uh, no, big shout out to her for that. And then, hey, next weekend or next week, excuse me, next yes. Thursday, uh, we will have our Larsen Lock Noodle Shot Show. We're going to be at the iconic Slippery Noodle. I love it under new ownership. Yeah. Uh, with Sean and Amo. So uh, looking forward to uh, getting I back into the noodle. I have not met them yet. Oh, you haven't? No, oh. I have not. Sean Lothridge, Jason Eminet, two of the greatest uh, that have been in the industry for a long time. And uh, you're going to see some great things, what they've done with a such an iconic, outstanding establishment. So slippery noodle next thursday three to six john we're going to be there and we're going to break that one in good that'd
5: be week number five of our larceny bourbon box and it's flying right you know, we've been by. talking for
6: i mean it seems yes. like it takes you know 18 years to get here and then all of a sudden it's, it's like <laughs> it's, it's going, season's over you know it's like
5: the summertime man it, you know why because you're looking so forward to it and you enjoy it so much that much like anything in life when you have so much enjoyment it is quick and then gone it's all the crap the crap we don't enjoy is what hangs around forever it is yeah
6: it is and and this is the greatest time of the year, too. Yeah. If you're you talking about sports arousals, right? We're right around the corner from Major League Baseball playoffs starting. And uh, you know what I like a lot about that, John, is watching playoffs. I mean, I love watching baseball playoffs and World Series. And the official bourbon of the uh, playoffs and World Series is Evan Williams. So it is. You get to see a lot of Evan Williams up there. And, uh, I mean, it just brings a little smile to my, uh, to my heart.
5: Well, and I'm thinking about it from we're both Reds fans here, and they basically need to sweep. This weekend against the Cardinals and then need uh, the Cubs or Marlins in this case, uh, both to lose two of three to, to sneak in. I will say this. It has been an enjoyable season for me regardless, but I can't help to think if they could have handled their business in a couple of games where it would have been incredibly easy to do, then we could be talking about a much different weekend. To end this regular season.
6: Absolutely. And it's all right there, right? I mean, just a couple things. Yep. Like you mentioned, we've let a g- couple games go that shouldn't have, yep. it shouldn't have been ours. We should not be talking about that right now. Should be a different story. But, uh, you know, hey, if we can continue to pull this off, there's a chance, right? You're telling me there's a
5: chance. If you're watching via YouTube Live, I have this Cincinnati Reds hat up here. And um, this was meaningful. From more than just a, a Reds fan standpoint, this was uh, – my friend, Ron Sexton's right here. And uh, thank you, Tracy, for allowing me this keepsake. And thank you very much to Jason Hofstetz who brought it by here. Um, much more meaningful than just the, the Red Sea and being a Reds fan for me with this. Uh, this was my, my friend, Ron Sexton's right here. So if you're watching via YouTube Live, um, incredibly meaningful. Wow, that, that is super there. cool. Yeah, that is. it, it, it is, it is. And uh, again, thank you, Tracy. Uh, and thank you, uh, Jason, for bringing that by here. Jason from the Bob and Tom Show, right there. Quick break. We shall return. Little final thoughts regarding week number four. Tonight's Thursday nighter on Amazon features the Lions and the Packers. We'll do that. And a myriad of reasons why you need to get here. We're live at the Ale Emporium, at Castleton. It is a large city bourbon locks, Luna Zul tequila shots. Thursday. Morgan Wallen tickets, you can sign up to win. I'll tell you all about that as well. And tomorrow, Rams-Colts tickets on a Bud Light Blue Friday on the south side. I'll explain. We'll set you off in the 6 o'clock hour and get you set for a little week 4 starter for football coming up next. Also, the Harris-Hoosier Park race of the day. 93.5 and 107. Find the fan. The Ride with JMV. Excuse
1: me, Robo. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out
3: of trouble. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan.
5: Aliporium on a Thursday. Larcity Bourbon locks Luna tequila shots. Harris Future Park Race of the Day 50-50 in bedding and dining. The winner at Harris Future Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. Brian Mitchell, the horse, was shooting in place. Paid $4 on a $2 bet. The $2 exacto was $25.20. The 50 cent trifecta was a 24.05 payout right there. That's your Harris Hoosier Park race of the day. Again, Tuesday through Friday, right here every afternoon. 50 50 betting and dining you win from Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino in Anderson. And they've got racing going on through. The early stages of December. Good find it. Harris Park, racing and casino. It is in Anderson. I also want to remind you of this Morgan Wallen tickets. I don't know how many of you I have been asked by everybody. And I'm assuming that uh the Awesome Sierra also might be asking, right? For Morgan See, Wallen tickets. Sierra and Sage have been begging yeah. ever since they heard Sage he too. Huh? Oh, they love him. They love him. Morgan Wallen tickets again. Are, it, it is in April. And the tour that he kicks off is going to be a Lucas Oil Stadium. And we have tickets for you. In fact, there's no public sale on these tickets. Everything is advanced registration. Think back at how Taylor Swift handled the tickets as well. Uh, this is pretty much the same thing right here but Morgan Wallen special guest Bailey Zimmerman Nate Smith and Lauren Watkins that's April the 4th at Lucas Oil Stadium you can sign up online 1075 thefan.com sign up online for your chance to win tickets to see Morgan Wallen i think anybody that knows me has asked me about this i'm, I'm assuming this Morgan Wallen is like the dude that Taylor Swift they kind of like the love. I'm like, like Morgan Wallen is the dude that everybody loves. Much like Taylor Swift is the, the chick that everybody loves. That's right kind of right? what's happened. You and know, I didn't,
6: I didn't realize it. So yeah. last year that was the hottest show out at deer Creek or yeah. it grew off, right? It was Morgan Wallen. And, and People were going nuts. Some of the some of the dollars that people were playing was unreal. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I, my girls. That's all they listen to now. It's you know Sage. She's she's a big. Uh, the country's kind of her thing, you know. And really, and now. Sierra too. her whole crew. That's what they listen to. It's Morgan Wallen and and uh, you know it's uh, it's pretty interesting to see. But he is big. He's that Taylor Swift,
5: yep, guy if you will. One zero seven five thefancom Sign up to win those, and you can do that right now if you like too. Tell you what, I got another pair, if you guys don't mind. Bullseyeeventgroup.com and the Colts VIP tailgate presented by Hayes & Sons Restoration. All you can eat, all you can drink. Going down, coming up on Sunday. The doors open at 10 a.m. Got some other wrinkles coming up as well. And one being, he's going to join us on the show tomorrow. Former Colts linebacker Gary Brackett's going to be down there on Sunday. And uh, we'll tell you how you can meet him and how you can be a part of that. But number nine right now at 239-1070. Can go on us. All right, Amazon Prime tonight starts week four. Lions and the Packers from Lambeau Field. You're a big Packer fan.
10: Cannot wait, man.
5: Big deal. My man Daryl over there has got the Barry Sanders. I mistakenly thought that that was Billy Sims, but he was awesome, too. Get the Barry Sanders jersey on over there, too. Lions Packers coming up a Lambo tonight. It's going to be big. It's going to be electric. And, again, I think the big keys for the Packers,
6: again, Aaron Jones back. Christian Watson back. First time this year he's been out on the field. That's going to be huge. Um, you know, we've got a few people that are out, but uh, – I'll tell you what, what Aaron Jones brings to that backfield. A.J. Dillon hasn't been able to fill his shoes the last couple of games. I think that's going to be big. I think David Montgomery for the Lions is yeah. back, too. So, you know, there's, they're starting to get, you know, there's a lot of injury bug going on out there, as we've all been yeah. talking about. But, uh, you know, we've got a couple. I think it's going to be a good old NFC North showdown tonight. And uh, there's no better place to be than in Lambeau Field. The confines. If,
5: if the Lions end up winning, is this a, um, a a kind of an official changing of the guard here or way too early to talk about that? I think, it's way, I
6: think it's way too early. You know, again, I've, I've been very surprised with Jordan Love kind of coming out. You know, but again, he... He followed that Aaron Rodgers yeah. regimen where you sit aside for three, four years, you kind of learn, you mature, and now he's putting it out on the field and you're seeing it. You know, again, they weren't as an electric getting started last week, but they finished well. They finished strong. He got his first win in Lambeau. He was pumped. I think that energy alone right there is going to be big. We've got some payback for those Lions that came in and took us out in week 18 and took us out of the playoffs last yeah. year. There's a little bit of that, too. So when you talk that NFC North rivalry, you got the Bears, the Vikings, the Lions. There's, some, that's, there's more than just a game out there, right? So this is fun. a
5: Thursday nighter that's not too bad and not too bad whatsoever. And again, our friends, Romey, they checked in from Rome. You got the uh, Ryder Cup that starts coming up in the early hours of uh, Friday morning outside of Rome, Italy.
6: 745 tomorrow. Pretty cool that they're there, yeah. right? They were able to walk the course. They see it. They're actually going on, on Saturday. And again, Elijah Craig, the official sponsor and uh, official bourbon of the PGA and the Ryder Cup. Uh, pretty neat uh, for them to get over there and enjoy some great, great bourbon cocktails and hopefully a big USA win for the first time in 35 yeah. years. Well, over there, I right? mean,
5: and speaking of a long time, 37 years 37? since the Lions oh. were road favorites in Green Bay. Is that right? 37 wow. years. That's pretty. Uh, since they were road favorites. That's, that's a pretty
6: strong line right there. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, that's why they play the game. And, uh we're going to show them what we got tonight. Go pack, go.
5: Next week, Slippery Noodle next downtown. Next week, Slippery
6: Noodle will be there. Next Thursday, come join us. Uh, check out uh, the old, probably one of the greatest, iconic, most iconic bars in the state of Indiana. New ownership, Sean Lothard, Jason Emanette, uh, two great guys. Anxious for you to see kind of what they've done with the place. They're doing some good stuff down there.
5: We'll be down there coming up next Thursday. Hey, coming up tomorrow, Bud Light Blue Friday. I've got Rams Colts tickets for you. Back deck is where we're going to be at the Mucky Duck, the Todd Johnson establishment on the south side. That's Southport and 65 tomorrow. So if you've been thinking about wanting to go to the Rams-Colts game on Sunday but don't have tickets, your opportunity is coming tomorrow. Bud Light Blue Friday, Mucky Duck on the south side, 65 in Southport Road. That's a Bud Light Blue Friday for Rams-Colts tickets coming up tomorrow and my thanks to everybody being on the show today evan sidery basketball news regarding some of the drew holiday Pacers rumors. We kind of set you straight on that a little bit earlier. Greg Beecham of the AP talked about the Rams and the Colts matchup from a Rams standpoint. We did our city Bourbon Locks and Luna Azul Tequila Shots and a shout out to Sean here for being the guest picker from the Ale Emporium. We got the roaming experience from Rome, Italy, the side of the Ryder Cup in round number one coming up in the wee morning hours of Friday morning thanks to the Roman X and Mike Chappell of CBS4 and Fox59. Cam, thank you very much. James, back at the studio. Brent, awesome job. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you, my friends, at the Ale Emporium tomorrow. Mucky Duck on a Bud Light Blue Friday with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Have a great night. Hey fans, want new flooring and want it now.
0: March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home, right Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just $0.80 a square foot. 80 cents a square foot that's incredible that's three rooms of hardwood laminate or waterproof starting under 350 dollars at floors to your home and you can get it right now we have over 1200 styles in stock floors to your home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in indiana I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations, Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floor's your home. That's who.